Warning, this is a message from the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. They're working on it. Reminding you to watch before you listen. This show is full of spoilers and we literally talk about every scene in the movie. Also, we use some not-so-super language, so maybe make your kids go outside and play for a little while so you can listen to two grown men talk about people in costumes fighting other people in costumes in peace. Hello, citizens. Welcome to the Fortress of Potitude. I'm Dave Michaels. I'm Brian Betts. And we are the Cape Podcasters. This is a show where we talk about some supermen. And superwomen. What are we talking about today? Oh, this week, we're talking about Goldilocks, Little Princess, Shakespeare <laughs> oh, in the Park, come on. <laughs> Point Break, Pirate Angel Godman, New Doug. Hold on. I want you to stop there, because at that point, with all that stuff, only yeah. one of those kind of hints with Goldilocks, it kind of hints at who this is. Keep going. New Doug. Oh, keep going. Point Break is a pretty dead giveaway. The Strongest Avenger, the Prince of Asgard, the God of Thunder, Son of Odin. Getting the, warmer. The Big Guy with the Hammer, the Mighty Thor. Talking about Thor, we're back into the MCU. Thor, we're back. We did it's it. It's like a cozy blanket this, that this I can just f- wrap myself in the MCU. Yeah. I missed it. This is the fourth? Fourth this MCU? is the fourth. That's a weird one, too. Yeah. I feel like we said that Iron Man 2 did a lot of the heavy lifting. Yes. And I feel like this is the one that broke the mold, if that makes sense. Yeah, this is the first one that was like, we don't have to do what Iron Man did. Yeah, we can kind of get out of the realm of semi-reality, where that's where Iron Man kind of lived, of like, this yeah. stuff can this kind of happen. Could happen, I guess. Yeah. And here, this is fully science fiction. This is, it's science that we don't know yet. Are you quoting? Quoting a quote within the movie, yeah. You inceptioned a quote? Yeah, basically. Oh my goodness. This is a weird one because of the director as well. Very weird. We're back to The Strange Choice, and this one is probably the strangest choice we've seen yet. But is it? No. Because it- No, it, no, and there's a lot of reasons why it's not. It works for the subject matter. This movie's directed by Kenneth Branagh. He's a Shakespearean actor and director. It's great. Done a lot of theater work as well. Played Gilderoy Lockhart in Harry Potter. Oh. As Brian wouldn't know. He's terrific. Recently, he was just in Dunkirk last year, and he crushed it. Oh, really? He was amazing. Two years ago now? Either way, yeah. he was amazing. He was in it. Yeah. He's terrific. Here, he directed this. He did. And a lot of people were very confused when he got named as director. I wonder how long that confusion lasted, though. Because if you really think about it, it makes so much sense. It makes a ton of sense, mostly because what's different about the story of Thor and and some sort of Shakespearean play? Right. When you break it all down. Right. It's tales of yore. Not even tales of yore. No. Is when you dive deeper into stuff like Henry V or Macbeth, anything like that. Right. It's a tale of a royal family exactly. that has some sort of internal struggle, and that is exactly what's happening here in Thor. Yeah. He and, might be the perfect choice. And old-timey accents. And old-timey accents, for sure. <laughs> for sure. This is a cool Thor, in my mind, because Thor, this is the only time we're going to see this Thor, yeah. is in this movie, because once yeah. we get to Dark World next, it's a different it's Thor. It's a different Thor. Completely gone. Avengers, you, completely different Thor. Yeah, you get a Whedon Thor. You do. <laughs> what do you think of this Thor? I like him. I really like him. But? There's a butt. There is a butt. Everything on your face it's, has a butt. It's a giant butt. Okay. It's his eyebrows. They're horrible. Oh, They're God. so distractingly blonde. I can't blonde. get past the eyebrows. No, it makes it look like he's like a caveman. And uh, I'll, I'll I'll say it now. I'll put it out there on Front Street. Sure. That's the only part of the movie I don't like. Ooh. Yeah. So you're saying that if they went back into this, I don't know, 20 years later when we get the Kenneth Branagh cut of this thing, same movie, just eyebrows. 
natural. That'd be perfect. Almost perfect. Yeah. Wow. Now I've I've done like my ranking of of the MCU movies. Your like personal you, ranking. You go through the websites to say, would you rather watch this one or this one? And sure, you sure. figure out what your ranking is. What's your top five? And I generally, uh, I don't know off the top of my head anymore. Do it's, it from your heart. It's like Infinity War. Okay. Um, Black Panther, Homecoming, Doctor Strange, and Winter Soldier, maybe? All or, right. Or the original Avengers. One of those sure, two. sure, sure. Can't really go wrong. But Th- Thor. Yeah. Thor usually came down at the bottom. But after re-watching this, I have so much more respect for this movie than I did when I first saw it. That's a good thing. And uh, yeah, it definitely, it holds up. And I think I might like it better than Iron Man now. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. I, I mean, I figured yeah. you would agree with that. No, because I, I'm in a funny spot with this movie. Okay. This is only the second time I've seen it. I saw it opening night in 2011. Sure. When this movie came out. And I remember thinking that it was okay. Mm-hmm. That it was different. And I liked that it was different, but it right. was only okay to me. And this was coming off the heels of Iron Man 2, which at the time I thought wasn't that good. Yeah. So- this is the first time I'm coming into a movie here. I don't have an opinion on it. Just blank slate. That's strange because I know whenever we come into these movies, we come in with an opinion. And usually by the end of discussing it, we might have a different opinion. We both hate it, but like it. Yeah. Or we might just be able to view it in a different <laughs> yeah. scope. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's probably why I like this better than Iron Man now. Yeah. And I don't know which way I'm leaning on me. this because there's a lot of things that I really liked about it. But there's a lot of things I, I didn't like about it. Okay. It's a two hour long movie. It took me three hours to watch. That's a problem. Yeah. It's a two-hour movie. I watched it twice. Oh, damn. Yeah. All right. That works. Yeah. I think we need to just get into it. I think we got to solve this problem that is me. Let's help get you to an opinion. Perfect. We start the movie in Puente Antiguo, New Mexico. Yeah. Do you know what that means? Nope. Ancient bridge. Okay. Yeah. My my meter dropped a little bit there. The the thing is- My like meter is now in the dislike section. That is- But you would have to actually look that up. So it's not Favreau'd. did you did you look it up? Yeah. So then, okay. I feel like that's like a, the more you know, and I didn't want to know that. I didn't need to know that. Oh. And now it just seems cheesy to me. Well, I should have not told you then. That's okay. We got a, a lot I of movie was, left to go. I thought it was clever. I think it's clever too, but it's kind of one of those like, eh, come on. I mean, they could have been like- This city's called Ancient Bridge, New Mexico. <laughs> exactly. They could have favored it. I'm happy they didn't. They ran on it. They did. We've got a RV in a field. And they're doing sciencey stuff. They're looking at uh they're looking for atmospheric disturbances. Yeah. And in there we have Natalie Portman. Yeah. As Jane Foster. We have Darcy Lewis, played by Kat Dennings. Who's great. And Eric Selvig, played by Stellan Skarsgard. Kicks ass. He's great. They're all kind of all pretty three great of them are I'm, I'm pretty solid. Yeah. For what they do. Yeah. So Darcy sees some sort of disturbance in the sky and some sort of like extreme aurora borealis up there. And Jane's like, go there. Yeah. Go there now. I need to get closer to that. I, I, I want, want to go, to, go to, to there. there. <laughs> they go to there. They do. Darcy doesn't want to deal with any of that No, shit. she said, I'm not dying for six college credits. Nope. So Jane's reaching across and she's grabbing the steering wheel trying to drive that RV. And like a tornado touches down. Tornado kind of thing. Yeah, and also, not a, really and a, also a man. And a man. And they hit the man. They hit the man. They hit, they hit the Thor. The Thor man. They hit the, the Thor man with, with the vehicle. And then we immediately- got, We immediately well, leave. Well, she's like- Please don't be dead. And then we immediately leave. Yeah. Well, she asks, like, where did you come from? Right. Then why not leave all the action that we just set up to go set up our entire backstory? Yeah. Let's let's go back to 965 AD in, in Tonsberg, Tonsberg, Norway. We have a Anthony Hopkins VO here. Yeah, he's pretty good at these, and you know these what? VOs. If you're going to have somebody do a VO. That's the right one. Literally anybody except 
Tubs of Ghosts. Tears of Goobs. Yeah. Still curious to see if Threes McGeebs is going to do it. I have no idea. I, I, I really don't remember. Confused if he didn't. I'd be like, what is this movie? This isn't a <laughs> this isn't a Sam Raimi Spider Man movie. There's there's no we VO. know we know it could have the VO and it still wouldn't be a Sam Raimi Spider Man movie. Yeah, that's fair. We'll get there. We get introduced to our. I don't know if I want to use the word villains. They're uh, they're a force of evil. They're a force of evil. But I don't they're... know if they're the villains. They're kind of like there's a few. They're antagonists. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. It's the Frost Giants. It is. Of Jodenheim. Of Jodenheim. Which is spelled with a J. I spelled it with a Y because I'm a normal human being. Nope. I can't do it. Jodenheim. All, all these crazy pronunciations in this movie, it's like phonetic. You have to. Yeah. Or else it's going to get very confusing. That makes sense. Their leader, Laffy, is uh, trying to conquer the Nine Realms. Yeah, I didn't call him Laffy. I didn't like the name. That didn't seem like a name for an evil frost giant. Well, what's funny is it's actually, it's a pretty common female name. Oh, in Norway. Okay. Yeah. So that's. I gave him his own nickname that I Ooh. referred to him as the whole time. Ooh. Frosty the Giant. Love it. So Love it. Just seemed easier. Absolutely. Frosty the Giant. So Frosty's going to plunge the world into <laughs> some sort of new ice age. Uh, that's his plan anyway. Yeah. But, Odin's uh, got other plans. But we got. And it's kick got some ass. Anthony Hopkins showing up as Odin with two eyes. Young Anthony Hopkins looked pretty good. Yeah. I like that. For 2011, pretty good yeah. de-aging. Absolutely. And he's got his, his warriors. And they're going to fight the Frost Giants. They're going to win. And they are going to win. He's going to lose an eye, but they're going to win. He's going to lose an eye, but they're going to win. And he's going to get the uh, the casket of ancient winters, which is a, a blue cube MacGuffin. Yeah. <laughs> the blue, it's, the... it's a weapon of blueness. Yeah. Blue MacGuffin. The blue MacGuffin. And then we're going to uh, we're gonna do, because it's not really a cut. We go and we fly to Asgard. We do. What do you think of Asgard? I love it. Did you? It's so cool looking. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. And the CGI looks terrific in this movie through and, and through. Well, a lot of the actual scenes were practical sets. They didn't do a whole lot of CGI. It's the way to do it. And the sets were huge and they look great. They look absolutely amazing. My issue with this is, I mean, I haven't seen this much CGI since Wakanda. Yeah. And it's one of those, like, how do you compare it to this at that point? Because it's. They're very different, but they're not right. also. Right. They're really not that different. That's true. It's like a it's a fictional world that's visually amazing. Yeah. And impressive. And it's like a combination of ancient and modern technologies. And that's yeah, exactly it's, it. They're very similar. So I thought huh. it looked pretty cool. It is pretty cool. And it turns out that it's not a VO. It's Odin telling the story of the past to his little Loki and a little Thor. Those kids did a pretty good job. They did a great job. I was impressed. Uh I don't know their names, but they did good. Little Thor, little good, Loki. Good job, kids. You did great, kids. Little You're... Thor was very believable. Little Loki was very believable. Of course. He seemed a little slimy. He did seem a little slimy. A little slimy kid. Yeah. Keeps moving on because years later, Thor is going to be walking through this crowd of cheering his guardians, yeah. flipping his hammer, just showing off. He is. He's loving that attention. He's a bit of a show off. Just a bit. A little bit. Just yeah. a bit. And there's Odin. giant statues that aren't very unsettling. You're okay? They look great. Good. They're good As long good as statues. you're okay, that's all I care about. Yeah. If they had big eyes? Is it the eyes? I don't know. If Burton got to them? I don't know if it was the eyes. All right, you sent me, what was that weird thing you sent me today about the statue? Oh, yeah, they had the, uh, there was like a, an auction for the, the model they made of the statues before they actually, in pre-production, before they sure. made the 25-foot model statue. So it's like a little desk one are. for you. It's still like two feet tall, but it's still extremely unsettling, so it's not the scale. <laughs> It's not the scale. Something it's, about it, man. I don't know if it's the angle with him like cranking that gear shaft or he's whatever on, he's it is. He's on like it's a just, knee and he's cranking some sort of gear. I don't like it. 
And he's got a weird forehead. I'm just not a fan. Okay. Not a fan. We're going to figure out this mystery of We're gonna why you there. don't like these very specific statues. <laughs> it's just those statues. Odin is crowning Thor as king. He's going to try to. He's going to try to. And of course, <laughs> as he says, I now declare you there's an issue. And he senses the frost giants. He senses them, yes. Yeah. And they're because in the there. The frost giants to... have broken into the weapons vault. Yep. And they're not doing anything. They're, they're, tr- they're trying to take back the, uh, Blue the, the Blue MacGuffin. Right. They kill the guys in there. I know that. They do kill the guards, yeah. And Thor is very confused as to why they didn't take anything. Well, None the, of the weapons were touched. Well, that's because Odin opened up the wall and yeah. the destroyer came out and destroyed them. Yes. But still, Thor was still saying, like, they didn't, if they hadn't grabbed anything in here, the power would have just been, like, incredible what they possessed then. Yeah, but they were after a specific artifact. Right. They wanted to get their Blue MacGuffin back. Yeah. And now Thor wants to go to war. And now he Thor's saw this like, as an act of war. this is an act of war. We need to go and show up and, and show them what for. Yeah. What Thor. Ha ha. Ha ha. And uh, Odin's like, no. This no, is This no, is an act no. of a few, and it failed. Yeah. And it's not a big deal. And he's like, they got in the weapons vault. Who do you think's right here? If you had a look between Thor and Odin, because this is actually a pretty contentious thing that is yeah. a major theme in this movie. Um, They both have their points, but I think I side with Odin on this. I think I do too. Because it is it was just three frost giants or two frost giants, and yeah. they got them. I really like but how they, they did both get have their points, though. All the way they did. to the weapons vault, which is Yeah. I feel like in unsettling. a lot of other movies, you wouldn't have both of these characters being able to make good points as to why to do something. Right. And I feel like that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Of course, I think the idea is for Thor to be just the littlest bit more wrong, yeah. or at least not wrong, but coming off as, as kind of reckless He's, and immature, and exactly. it works so well with reckless the character. over the top, yeah. and just, yeah. But not wrong. No. And that's the thing. He's still, I mean. Yeah. But they have this, uh, they have a very fragile truce. They do. And Odin doesn't want to disturb that. No. And Thor gets all pissy and he says, this is an act of war. We have to go get them. We have to go take Jotunheim like you did. And Odin has to remind him, you're not king there, kid. Yeah. But you you're s- not king. You sit your blonde oh. ass down. <laughs> God, I love Anthony Hopkins. He crushes it. He does. We're in some sort of hall after this and Thor does a Monopoly style table, table flip. flip. Yeah. It was amazing. It's so good. Yeah. It's a big table too. It's a really big it's table. Impressive. He's a very strong boy. You might have heard he's the god of thunder. Yeah. He's not the god of hammers. No. Loki is going to come up and be a little tricky boy, and he's going to kind of incept the idea to Thor that he has to uh, travel to Jotunheim. Tom Hiddleston's amazing. He does so well. So well. You really never know what side this character's on, and it works so well. Right. Right. Going back, you do, and you see how conniving he is, but in the moment, you're like- I don't think he is on any side but his own. Absolutely. And it's just one of those things of like, he's going to play everyone. He's kind of like a calmer and scarier Lex Luthor. Yeah. If you will, where he he will play every single angle he can get in order to get his own personal gain. But what's his personal gain? He wants Australia. Naturally. (laughs) Land. He just wants wants oceanfront property. Loki ruler of Australia. And now we're going to meet Lady Sif and the Warriors 3. As they come into the hall, we have Volstagg, Hogan, and Fandral. Did they like name these characters? Did I miss something? Yeah, actually, he, he goes up to each one of them and says, Volstagg, or, or Hogan, who led you into the most glorious of battles? And Volstagg, oh. where, who brought you to, to yeah. food so great you thought you died and gone to Valhalla? And then, and then I don't know, something about Fan Maybe Fandral was also part of the, the battles. Yeah, I started, he's he's I, the pretty boy. I had an issue with these characters, though. And then... Uh, it seemed like they, they wanted me to care about them, and I didn't understand why. They're the Warriors 3. I understand that. But <laughs> why do I need to care about these characters? They seem kind of shoehorned in there in order to create 
some sort of like they're Thor's friends. Yeah, yeah, the super friends, the super friends. But and they just seem they they seem phoned in to me, and that was one of my big issues with this whole, the maybe. entirety of this thing. Maybe it's like yeah, they're not deep characters. They're not deep at all. They're, no, they just have they're, their, they're basically their little quirks about there's, them. There's Hogan, who's yeah. he's the fighter guy. Yeah. There's Volstag, he's the food guy. Yep. And then there's there's Fandral, he's the pretty boy. Pretty boy. And uh, Josh Dallas, who plays him, actually, sure. he described the role of Fandral as the R. Kelly of Asgard. Ooh, he might want that to, didn't age well. You know, <laughs> a little retcon on that one. Yeah, you might want to. Well, it's okay because Josh Dallas won't play him in the next one. You know who will? I don't. A Shazam boy. Oh, yeah. It's very exciting. Yeah, I'm so excited. But then again, it's dark you can't, world. You cannot it's say dark world. So it no, you can't really say matter. the magic word and not have me get excited. And then he and then Thor says to Lady Sif. And who proved everybody wrong when they thought that a, a fair maiden couldn't be one of the mightiest warriors? And she says, I did. And okay. Thor says, true, but I supported you, which I thought was fun. That is fun. Especially in for retrospect. 2011. Yeah, I just had issues caring about them. That's fair. So it seems, I, um, they seem forced, and that, that happens sometimes. The I get Warriors it, but 3, you gotta, I didn't care yeah. so much about. Lady Sif. She's pretty awesome. I cared for her. In a Leslie Bibb sort of way you cared for her? Yeah. The way you looked at yeah, me was... Yeah, Jamie Alexander is, uh, she's pretty. Thor's going to say, hey, we got to go to Jotunheim. These warriors say. That's a terrible idea. Bad idea? Thor says, I don't give a hoot. Let go. All right, let's go. They ride. Loki's like, I'll go too. (laughs) What else is he going to do? At that point, he incented the idea. He can't act like, oh, no. (laughs) Like, like, I can't go. I got to, the ball game's on. I got to watch that or whatever it is we do. Heimdall has been listening because he hears all. Yep. Idris Elba. Yeah. So goddamn good. The cast of this movie is pretty phenomenal. Yeah, that's a quiet cameo, too, where yeah. he has such a big role, but it's so downplayed throughout the entire movie, where it's like, right. he, they set it up that he's like the all-seeing force here. Yeah. But- And he's the, the protector bar- yeah, of you Asgard. You barely see him, but you always know that he's, he's watching there. and he's listening. It's kind of a neat little trick that they yeah. play. There's a deleted scene where there's one of the Warriors 3 is doubting that he can actually hear everything. Sure. And Volstagg is like, oh, don't say that. He can hear you. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. But- um. He's like, you're not dressed warm enough, which is fantastic, because he already knows where they're going. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, he's probably not going to let us by now, because he knows everything. And he's like, nobody's ever gotten past me in all my years. I want to know just as bad how they got here, so go. He lets them go to the forbidden Jotunheim. Yeah. This is the Bifrost that launches them, right? Yes, this is the Bifrost. Okay. The Rainbow Bridge. Yeah. So the Bifrost is going to launch them to Jotunheim. On Jotunheim, we're going to... uh. Meets Frosty. We're going to beat Frosty the Giant again. Yeah. In current times. Yeah. And they are actually giant. You don't really get Though the they're scale. they're massive. You don't get the scale in the, in the opening scene. Not but here, a little bit. Here you definitely do. They're big boys. Big cold they're boys. They're big. And uh, they surrounded the, the Warriors 3, Lady Sif, Loki, and Thor. Yeah. But you don't want none of this. They agreed. And Thor's they like- They don't want any Thor's like, I do want. I do want all of this. <laughs> well, I think I want some of this. But the other the others are like, Are no. you like doing a walk hard right yeah, now? Yeah, that was. <laughs> But the others you don't are want like, any part of this shit. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the others are like, yeah, no, we don't want that. So let's let's go back. Yeah. And Frosty the Giant's like, and none of this will have ever happened. We'll just forget all of it if you just leave now. So they start leaving, and he says, "Run back home, little princes." And damn. Thor goes, "Oh, it's on." Yeah. Loki immediately says, "Damn," he knows what's <laughs> gonna happen. Got to fight now. Yeah. So Thor hits him with Mjolnir and then just immediately goes, next. Yep. And then they swarm him. Yeah. And then that is a, there's a fight. There is quite a fight. A big old battle. Some of the cool set pieces that I really like is they set up 
what the powers are because I like how Thor throws the hammer. It goes yep. through the one frost giant and then it comes back it comes to back. him. It's like a boomerang. Very neat. I like how they set up Loki with the holograms right. in this as well. Right. How he's able to make a projection of himself that gets attacked. And obviously it's not there and, and Loki can goes, attack. Uh, uh. It's pretty neat. Volstagg gets frostbite when one of them touches him and he yells out to the others, hey, don't let the giants touch you. Yep. But then Loki gets touched. Right away afterwards. And he's uh, he's fine. In fact, he turns a little bit blue. Just a little blue. A little blue. little blue. little boy blue. You're my boy, Blue. Then he stabs the guy through, and that's, yeah. that's and fine. That's, and then he's like, just, and he's just kind of looking at his hand, trying like, to figure this thing out. What? Anyway. One of the random guys gets run through with ice. Fandral. Yep. Future Zach Levi. That one. Gets impaled by an icicle, but he's fine. He'll be all right. He'll be fine. Put some ice on it. Uh, that's probably the last thing he wants at that point. <laughs> Thor does some sweet lightning stuff. Yeah, I like how we get like the first person Mjolnir throw. Yeah. And how we're just following it's it and going really through cool everyone. Yeah. It's very cool. And then there's a big old beast thing. Yep, big old monster. It's imagine it's like Tim Burton statue sized. I'd yeah, say. yeah, it's large. I would rather be face to face with this beast than those statues. Fair enough. Yeah. What did you think of this monster? Rancor. Yeah, very much. <laughs> that's that's kind actually of exactly what I thought. Bigger. It was bigger than that. Yeah. And it could move a lot better. I like it when uh, when like the the ground was crumbling and he was on the underside still running. Yeah, and no, I like that quite real a bit. Cool. I like how Thor just winds up and he starts running. And he just launches himself right into the, the mouth of the beast, then out the back, back of the thing's head. head. It's it amazing. Very cool kill shot. But after he lands, they are very surrounded on a cliff. Yeah, it's worse. It got worse. It got worse. Somehow, after defeating the giant monster, things got worse. Yep. And Daddy's got to come save him. And he does. Did you notice anything interesting about that horse? No. It had eight legs. What? Yep. Okay. The horse had eight legs. Did not notice it. Which is, I guess, something from Norse mythology. That's too many legs. Odin's got an eight-legged horse. You're going to get all tangled up. Yeah. But, hey, eight legs. What do you think a horse does with eight legs? You got me. I feel like that makes it... (laughs) Wouldn't that make it run slower? That's just a lot to contend with. You got me. I really have no idea. tangled up. A lot of glue when it's all said and done. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Elmer's is just standing there waiting, just like... like, come on. You good? Odin horse. Drop down... Want to run Belmont? That's the quick way to put him down. Ooh. I don't know. That was dark. Also, this entire scene was dark. It was very dark. Very dark. Jotunheim's a very dark place. Jotunheim is very dark, except for all the Frost Giant's eyes, which are bright red. Yeah. It's very Game of Thrones. It is pretty Game of Thrones. Interesting. That's a good point. Odin shows up. It gets him out of there. And he, yeah. They all teleport yep. back, but not before the Frost Giants. Frosty the Giant is like the king of the Frost Giants. Sure. He's like... Your son's going to get exactly what he came for. This war. Is, this is war. Yeah. Odin's pretty pissed off at Thor. Oh, uh, yeah. A little bit, you could say. I like this quick exchange that they have of Odin calling Thor, like, vain and greedy. Yes. And Thor calls Odin an old fool. You're an old fool. And, like, Odin's just broken when he hears that. Yeah. And it's one yeah. of those, I don't know why, like, I don't know which way to take it. I'll tell you this. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins is Anthony Hopkinsing all over the screen. Sure is. Oh my God. Apparently when they filmed this scene, yeah. everybody started crying. He's pretty good. Because he's that damn good. Yeah. He was Just... heated and then I again, how did you read this after Thor said that? Did you take it as Anthony Hopkins was or Odin was legitimately upset that he's like, Am I an old fool? Does my son think this like Maybe think the, this way maybe the latter, but not. Or also, does he realize, like, kid, you just fucked with the king, and now I have to go banish you? Right. Like, right. you realize basically, what you did. It's like three things happening there, three layers of this, and yeah. Anthony Hopkins is just 
unloading. He's just acting, acting. on everyone. And it's not in the Willem Dafoe acting. Right. Like, this this is, is proper acting. Holy shit, he's good. It's so good. But yeah, I think it's it's a combination of, is this what my son really thinks of me? But also, dude, we got one rule. Don't go to Jotunheim. That's it. Yeah, do whatever you want. You are- you're Don't go to Jotunheim. The son of the king. You were almost king like yet, earlier today. Yeah. And I think he's mostly realizing the mistake he almost made in making Thor king that day. And he's like, no, this guy still has stuff to learn. How much of this do you think is on Kenneth Branagh? Oh, it's, I don't want to take anything away from Anthony Hopkins. I don't either at the same time. But. You need to have yeah. a strong director who understands the characters that are going on here. I know that Chris Hemsworth as Thor was his big find. Yeah. And yeah. he asked Kevin Feige when Kenneth Branagh got the job. Branagh apparently really, really wanted this movie. Yeah. And he's a huge Thor fan from like his childhood. Just like everybody who directs the How about movie. that? <laughs> but he said the reason why he wanted this movie was because he saw it as slightly Shakespearean with yeah. the royal family and he understood what was going on there. Makes sense. The thing that kind of gave him reservations about it was he wasn't sure how to work with like 3D and CGI and all that stuff. And right. Foggy said, you go find the right actor and I promise everything else is going to fall into place. Everything, yeah. Oh, and then it did. It did. And the direction that he gave Chris Hemsworth, who at this point is not unknown, but he's right. Pretty he's done new. a couple things. He's but pretty nothing new huge. to. In everything. fact, he yeah. let's see. What did he do before this? He was on in uh, Last House on the Left. Was that the movie, or was it House on Haunted Hill? One of those something with a haunted house. Cabin in the Woods. Sort. Cabin in the Woods. That's the one I was thinking of. He almost gave up acting before he landed that role, and then Thor was only like two movies after that. So he is. It's a really good movie, Cabin in the Woods. Relatively newcomer. The direction that Chris Hemsworth got from Kenneth Branagh was don't think of it as this big, epic spectacle. So Chris Hemsworth didn't go in there thinking, like, how do I play this powerful god at all times? Right. What he was kind of taught to do from Kenneth Branagh was to break it down. Like, how does this relationship affect me and my character? How does this relationship and how does this moment? That's good directing. And it's just smart where you keep it very small. You keep every, like, the scope of everything tight and narrow yeah and then you can actually have a character developing and i mean right now we still have a thor who's kind of an asshole and very arrogant and conceited and full of himself absolutely and it, we had that with tony stark yeah fully but the yeah. differences between I an like iron thor. man <laughs> is thor goes through something he yeah. actually has an arc where he becomes the hero this is a true origin to me yeah. Yeah. where you're not seeing it as like all right you get your origin is how i got you got bit by a spider that's your kind of origin. Your right, uncle got right. shot, whatever it is. This to me is more of an origin <laughs> in the sense that it's like you're watching him go from, he's a god. We understand he's right, all powerful right. and he's a god. You're watching him understand that he has this power and he has this responsibility due to this power and it is actually for the greater good. Right. This to me is it's fucking brilliant. I think Kenneth Branagh here is just, he absolutely crushing. I know we're nowhere into this movie. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. And it's one of those things that is getting set up so well, so early on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you know who uh, who else was up for the role of who? Thor? Tom Hiddleston was one of them. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess he had previously worked with Branagh. Okay. And they were, and so he was like, "Oh, I'm going to audition for this." Knows him. And yeah. Apparently, he did a pretty good job. But also, I think that Tom Hiddleston's role well, in the MCU is slightly larger than even Thor. Early now. on, yeah. Early on, they were in the audition process. They were like, "No, this guy is definitely our Loki." To the point where I barely have any other notes about who could have played Loki. It's when you know you know. It's Charlie Cox who went on to play Daredevil yeah, in the Netflix yeah. series. Jim Carrey and Josh Hartnett. I like the Charlie Cox of that. Yeah, I don't like the other two the at other all. Two are... But as far as Thor goes, Brad Pitt was heavily rumored when this movie was in 
production. I could see that. Or pre-pre-production. People were like, oh, Brad Pitt makes sense. Sure. Kevin McKidd, Channing Tatum. No. Paul Levesque, better known as Triple H. Triple H. Yeah. I can see that one. Tom well, Hopper auditioned. Time. Okay. Uh, but he was too young. Daniel Craig was their first choice. No. And he turned it down. That he's like, he's me. like, uh, who do you I don't I'm not that guy. No. Uh Charlie Hunnam. No. No. Maybe a little bit, no. Liam Hemsworth was actually I heard it about came that came down to yeah. Liam or Chris. Oh no. Which is Unreal. Let me break the. I'm Kevin Feige. Let me break this down for you. One of you is going to be Thor. One of you is going to marry Miley Cyrus. Oh, Talk amongst oh, yourselves. Oh, God. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> That's rough. At that point, it comes down to rock, paper, scissors, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> and then Liam Hemsworth goes, oh, all right. Joel Kinnaman. Yep. Alexander Skarsgård, whose father ended up in the movie. How about that? How about that? And, uh, oh, at one point, the movie was going to be a made for TV UPN movie UPN in, in the early aughts wow and uh, Thor was be played by Tyler Maine it's gonna be right after Sabertooth. Sister Sister yeah <laughs> go home Thor <laughs> back to the movie Odin's gonna banish Thor Odin is gonna banish Thor yeah, strip him of his, his cape and his and his circle thingies circle thingies and, that uh, apparently have powers and his hammer yeah and he basically kicks Thor to earth yeah and says get your ass back there get down and he there. whispers in uh, Mjolnir and he says hey don't don't you wake up until someone's worthy he More who is worthy shall yeah. possess the power of Thor. Fires that into the Bifrost as well. Ew. We're caught up. We're back to the first so scene. We're in the, the first scene because he's going to get hit by a car. Thor gets hit by the car. Cat Dennings asks if she needs to do CPR because it's another one of those things totally of now things no are added in in between. Yeah. With that, because there's a whole conversation of the like, where did he come from after all this crap? Yeah. Whatever. I don't care. But he starts acting a fool because he's in an unfamiliar place. Yep. They think and, he's like uh, a drunk idiot. And Eric's like, we got to get him to the hospital. Yeah. But Jane Foster is more concerned with this pattern that's on the ground. Yep. Where the weather event just touched down. Yep. But Eric's like, no, we really need to get him to a hospital because he's a crazy person. Yeah. And Darcy just tases him. And then Darcy tases him. Yep. At this county hospital, the doctor's going to try to take his blood. He's going to start throwing these stunt doctors around. Yeah. A lot of stunt doctors. Oh, yeah. They're getting tossed. It's actually a pretty cool action when you see the hero in there doing it himself. And it's yeah. working. It was a nice touch. I really like neat. that stuff whenever you see it. I also like how he says, you are no match for the mighty. And then he gets tranked. Then he gets, yeah, he gets a, a needle in the, the window. <laughs> it slides down. <laughs> Pretty funny. It's great. We get a cut to the crater where Mjolnir landed. Yep. And and we, get a, a... we get a cameo here. This Ooh. is famous Thor comic writer, J. Michael Straczynski. Yeah. He wrote the story for this movie. I don't think he did. I do think he did. Uh, he might have written... Some of what it was based on. No, it's a story by J. Michael Straczynski. Oh, okay, and story Mike by. Sure. And uh, Mark Protasevich. Yeah. Who I think actually gets a, a cameo later in the movie. And Yeah, the only reason I know that is because when I was reading up on why Kenneth Branagh would direct this movie, because it was that much of a mystery. Yeah. Michael Straczynski said, Thor at his best has always had a classic bent in terms of his history, the way he speaks, and the often Shakespearean dramas that surround him. That kind of dialogue... And character needs someone who comes from a classically trained background in order for it not to sound forced or artificial. Right. Branagh is the perfect choice. Makes sense. Otherwise, it all would have come across as goofy. I feel like goofy. you get the comic guy saying that. The comic writer saying, like, this is it. Yeah. And for those reasons, like, yeah. thumbs up. Yeah. That's, all around. That's good stuff. We're going to go to Jane's lab. What did you think of this whole, actually, this whole town, this little New Mexico? Forced. Really? Yeah, I like how it's a very, very cool town, and it's a very yeah. cool set, yeah. how isolated it is, but how 
kind of comfy it feels almost yeah it's it's cozy it's um i think the main street is very forced because yeah especially because it yeah. ends right at their their it, lab which yeah. is a apparently it's an old car dealership which they're now using as their lab sure i don't know it felt like a universal lot where you know you're gonna take the tour bus right down the one street everything behind it's yeah is fake fake but straight ahead is that that back to the future clock tower <laughs> so that 7-eleven looked pretty real yeah <laughs> yeah, was this a real town? I have no idea. No. I'm not going to Google it. I'll not get a real weird town. Google alerts then on my phone. I hate whenever that happens. <laughs> not a real town. Okay. This um, is this whole set? Yeah. Yeah, it's actually- It's, it's a big set. It's been used a lot in other Westerns. I don't remember from what, but- Sure. Because uh, I was like, it's neat. I don't need to write down what else it's been. At this lab, Eric and his science team are talking about stars and science. Talk a bunch things, of science general things. mumbo jumbo. Yeah, and they see a picture- and there's a man in the picture clearly Darcy. in the sky. Darcy sees it. Someone printed this picture out. They not see that when they printed it. I did not it. see a human being silhouette in it. I yeah. don't care. Back at the hospital, yeah. Thor's all strapped in because he's obviously going to freak out and yada, yada. And right. He's going to go wild. They're going back to get him. Yeah. They realize he's the only person who can kind of give them answers on this. And they yeah. see him in the pictures and they know. Yeah. But he uh, he's broken out. Yep. But lucky them. <laughs> I love that. How they find out that he he's not there when they go to visit him. They're back in the, the car, and they're saying, like, how do we possibly find him? Jane backs up and hits him with the car again. That's so funny. <laughs> Speaking of, it's like a Back to the Future moment. Yeah. I hit, yeah. The, I hit another kid with the car. <laughs> <laughs> I found this crater scene with Mjolnir very, very cool. How you see Mjolnir in the yeah. middle of this crater, just in there. They can't get it out, and it becomes, like, an event. Yeah. It's People like are thing. showing up. They're like, oh, they're I can do it. barbecuing. They're camping. So they're drinking cool. beers. Everyone's the lining up. The music in the background works. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Stan Lee. And we got Stan Lee. We did. Yeah, he's he's going to rig up the the back of his truck with a chain onto the onto Mjolnir and try to pull it and he pulls the entire bed off the truck. And that's why I think he got snapped. Yeah, probably. Yep. That's uh that's fair. This one's a snap Stan. Yeah, sorry, Stan. And then we get a Phil motherfucking Coulson, and it's basically just the end credit scene from Iron Man 2. It is. Back at Science HQ. <laughs> Whatever it is. Thor's mortal form needs sustenance. Yes. And he's going to get a shirt that has a name tag on it that says Donald Blake. Fabric showed up for one scene. Yeah. One scene. That's it. Ex-boyfriend. Why would that that shirt still have a name tag on it? I have no idea. But sure, it's a great callback to the comic where Donald Blake was Thor's human form, whatever. Fun. Thor's hungry. Let's go back to Asgard instead. Of course. Let's (laughs) let's set this up and then leave. Basically, the Warriors 3 are mending their wounds. And Loki's like, I'm the one who snitched. That's how Odin knew to show up and save us. It's weird how he owns it. And they're like mad at him, but they're also like, ah, but he did save our lives. Yeah. He's playing everybody. He didn't want to get to Jotunheim. He wanted Heimdall to rat him out before that even. Right. So he's strange. Do you think Loki knew? Because he claims that he had no idea that Thor was going to get banished. Do you think that's true? No, I think he absolutely knew. Yeah. I I think 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 it was absolutely his plan until until it's... Later in the movie, there's a line where I think it's the Jericho moment, but we'll get there. Okay. But after Loki leaves the room, Hogan is like, do you guys remember what Frosty the Giant said, though? There's a traitor within the house of Odin. Yeah. Like, maybe it's Loki. You think? Mm-hmm. You fucking think, movie? Hey, makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Huh. Guy just told us he snitched, and now... <sighs> yeah, but he snitched to one of the guards, because... Yeah. For the greater good? For, to, to make sure sort of? that they had backup in case they needed it. Right. I guess. I don't know. Him, goes, and his, him and his Smurf hand. They're just going to, you're going to, Odin's going to show up. <laughs> oh, yeah. He goes to the, the weapons vault and he's right. going to pick up the, the blue MacGuffin. 
Yep. And he's going to start turning blue. Yep. Odin's not happy about this. Odin, Odin's like, stop. Because Odin's been keeping a little secret. Loki a is big secret. Frosty the Giant's son. Yeah. And Frosty Odin Jr. took him. Is that a is it a Wendy's Junior Frosty? Oh, that's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Loki, Wendy. All right. So Wendy's turning yep. blue. Yep. And he's like, I need to know who I am, what the hell's going on. Start talking, old man. Old man's going to say, I took you. Yeah, here's what happened. Because you were innocent. Yeah. And in all of this. You were innocent and Frosty the Giant yeah. abandoned you and you were going to die if I didn't take you. Yeah, and he thought that Loki was going to be the one who to kind of unite the kingdoms. Right, to usher in peace yeah. amongst the two when? races. I have no idea. Right, at this point, how old is he? No it's idea. Like, how are you going to use this bargaining chip? Yeah. I don't understand. But Loki's not happy. He's like, this is obviously why you always favored Thor, because he's a jealous boy. Because you obviously couldn't have a frost giant sitting on the throne of Asgard. Couldn't do it. I mean, that, that's probably true. But not it would have been a... For sure. Would have been a good way to unite the kingdoms. But then Odin collapses. But then Odin collapses. Why? I don't know. Odin's an old man, and whenever he exerts himself too much by using the amount of power he used to go to Jotunheim and save the warriors, he goes into what's called Odin sleep. Okay. And that's where he recharges. Basically, he's had a very stressful day between <laughs> between people breaking into Asgard, yeah. into his weapons vault, trying to steal his relics, and then his son betraying him, breaking the one rule, going to Jotunheim, then having to banish him. He's had a rough day. Okay. He falls into the Odin sleep. As you do. When you as, do all that. <laughs> as you do. Want to know what help him? What? A nice cup of coffee. Oh, I bet. At this Earth Diner, Thor loves coffee. Thor is a big fan of coffee. Drinks it up. Num, num, num. Num, num, num. Then he spikes the mug on the ground. That's his way of asking for more. So good. Another. <laughs> They're like, hey, you can't just ask for another. He's like, I did. I did. <laughs> I enjoyed this beverage. I like how like boastful he is about oh, everything. Yeah. And that's why I think this is like the full-blown theater like Thor, where oh, he's yeah. saying everything to the back of that theater. Yeah. Everything. He's not doing it for the cameras. He's, it's everything. It has to, everyone has to hear everything. He's stage acting. It's the best. It's so good. I love it. Something really interesting happens during this scene in the what? background. What? A truck drives by with no bed. What? Stan Lee's truck drives by again in this scene. Does it really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even notice it. <laughs> yeah, out the window behind Thor after he smashed the cup. Wow. But a couple of guys come in. Yeah. Who are fresh from the crater. And they're going to sit at the counter and start talking about this satellite or whatever it is. And uh, Thor gets a little interested in that. He asks where it is, 50 miles west heavy. of wherever they are. Right. He says, Thor out. Right, Gotta bye. go. Bye, guys. He starts walking through the street. Yep. And Jane asks him, where are you going? 50 miles west. Yeah. I like how... So this is kind of Eric's moment more yeah. than anyone's. Yeah. Because Eric is trying to really just keep an eye on Jane. Right. And he says like, hey, I remember hearing these stories about Thor and Odin and Mjolnir when I was a kid. Meow meow? These are just, yeah. Well, just meow, meow meow. That's what Darcy calls it because she's, you know. I think she's a lot of fun. And She's definitely and a character you don't, in this movie. You don't require the comedy relief. She doesn't give it. Because Thor, so because Thor pretty much handles it. Yeah. No, she's, she's pretty good. She's okay. She's fun. She's there. You know what? Yeah. If, I had to choose either Jane or Darcy to come back in a future movie. I'm picking Darcy. That's fair. But that's more so based on Dark World. So we'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. I found it strange, though, how they acknowledge the stories of Thor. Yeah. Like, that was weird to me. Like, we obviously understand the mythology behind it as sure. the audience. But within this universe, this Marvel Cinematic Universe, well, would those make stories sense. exist as well. Because, well, there was a battle on Earth in 965 AD between... The Jotuns and, and yeah. the As Asgardians. 
So it would make sense that maybe in Norway they become the thing of legends and they wrote about them and trying to be real. They they uh they were like, hey, we're gonna write about these guys because they're some kind of ancient deity. Well, I hope they didn't write it in any of of the science crew's equipment because be they go back to their place and Shield is confiscating everything. Yep, because Eric convinced Jane to let Thor go. Yep, because he's a crazy person. And they sure. go back to the lab, and yep, Shield's there, and they're confiscating. They are. It's all gone. Everything. Jane's even holding a notebook and says, between all that stuff and this notebook, this is all I have. And then another shield guy comes up and takes the notebook out of her hand and puts it in the truck. And uh, this, I think, might be the first instance of a Favreau? Of a Coulson's kind of being a dick. You kind of get a dick Coulson here. I think Coulson's kind of a dick throughout this whole movie, but it's kind of one of those professional dicks. Yeah, exactly. I understand you're doing your job, right? but you're Phil motherfucking Coulson. I'm going to say not the whole movie, but we'll get there. At the end, you're saying? Nope. Okay. Oh. Very soon. I think I know it's... Okay. Yeah. I have an annoyance. You have an annoyance? Yeah. Okay. What do you think my annoyance is? Is it the uh, the Bruce Banner reference? That's one of them. <laughs> what do you think my, my other one is? It's a big one. It's a really big one. And I think it's uh, it's going to be on level of superheroes not acting super. Okay. Is it them all just sitting on the roof? Sure is. Just talking about what just happened? How does this scene play out beforehand? How are they sitting there going like, well, shit, they took all of our stuff. What do you want to do? I don't know. Let's go sit on the roof and talk about it. How does that get set up when it's not just staging for the movie? I mean, they do say later that that's Jane's place to go when she's feeling frustrated and needs air and when she's trying to get away from Darcy. But yeah, at this point, we don't know that. It's, it just seems like, hey, let's go up to the roof. This place is conveniently in the but middle of Main Street. And you can just look right down it and see really out in the desert and cool see everything. Roof. It's a fine, it's a roof. It's a roof. I love this building. I don't know why. I think it's because you get the doors that open on both sides. You have it's a the cool fun, design. The neon cool sign production on the top. design. I it's, agree. It's an old. Yeah. I don't know. I'd hang out on the roof. I would definitely hang with out Jane? on that roof. Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. You want to hang out with Darcy? Eh, I'd rather hang out with Lady Sif. <laughs> there was a Hank Pym reference also in this scene that got removed. Um, Hank Pym was the original Ant Man, and he was the person that Eric was going to email about dealing with these Shield people. Okay. But they pulled it because they didn't want to introduce Ant-Man that early because people will be confused when he doesn't show up later in Avengers. When he does show up as a Scott Lang. <laughs> also, right. well, Hank let's Pym not is forget still that. In the movie. Yeah. But, yeah. Exactly. Speaking of Lady Sif. The super friends, they want to speak to Odin. <laughs> yeah. And when they get to the throne, it's oh. Loki sitting there. This big old... He's sitting there. The, the helmet. The helmet reminded, man. Me of, reminded me of Joffrey. The way he was sitting on that throne. I agree. He's kind of leaning over. It's apparently a very famous image of Loki from the comics where he's just kind of leaning on the on the throne. It's pretty the, good. With the staff and the, and the horns and the helmet. This is the first oh. time I think we truly see Loki in this form. Yes. This is the form that he's known for is when he's in the armor and he has that really, really iconic helmet. Yeah. Which apparently was a pain in the ass. To wear? To wear. Was it heavy? Heavy. Or was it? Yeah. Okay. It's iconic, and it looks amazing. It looks great. It's a great, great Somehow costume. they made it work. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that costume. It, yeah, it's... At least the, the design of that costume. Yeah. Uh, all the costumes are They're pretty good. Pretty well done. They're pretty good. Yeah. Loki lets them know that Odin's in the Odin sleep. Odin's in the Odin He's sleep. taking a deep, deep nap. They want Loki to end Thor's banishment. He says, I'm not going to do it. My first act as king can't be to undo the last act of the last king. That doesn't make sense. Not wrong. That's yeah, a great that's, argument to that's make. a solid <laughs> argument. But also, you're a dick. We understand there's deeper <laughs> things behind it, but that's a great argument. Yeah, especially because they already suspect him. Also, he's not the king. 
Also, he's not. Well, he's yeah. He's like. Also, he's not the king. He's like the king. With air quotes. Temp king. He's he's king to anybody who he tells he's king. More or less. As long as Odin is in the Odin sleep, he is the ranking. I guess so. He's king. All right. Until Odin wakes up, but they're not sure if he will because. No, who knows? I don't know. The, the science gang is going to go to some fucking library. That's where yeah. they learn about the mythology. Yeah. Who gives a damn? Who Thor's going to walk into a pet store. He wants I a love horse. this. He just walks into the pet store and goes, I need a horse. So good. We don't have we a don't horse. Have horses. We got birds and stuff. I need one big enough to ride. <laughs> Dog, cats, birds. <laughs> Give me one big enough to ride. Apparently, at one point in the comics, he does ride a giant cat. That would have been weird to see here. Yep. He also has a chariot that's pulled by two goats. Okay. In the comics. And their names are, oh God, their names are so ridiculous. What were they? Tooth Nasher and Tooth Grinder. Why not? Hey. Whatever works. If you got a couple goats, that's, you got to name them after teeth. I guess. And then Jane's, Jane's going to pick them up because of course she finds them because right. it's a very small town of, I oh, wrote it down. Seven buildings. Nope. 2,175 people. Oh, wow. I didn't see that. Glad you did. He says he wants to go to this crater. She's going to drive him out to the crater. They right. get to the crater right. and it's fucking E.T. That's what it is. It's very E.T. You're right. They have all these like tents and the, and the tunnels built up. kind yeah. of almost make like a hammer and sickle. They shape. sort of get close and to they it. They almost spell out shields, but like not quite. Yeah, but it's a cool set. Thor makes a deal that he's going to steal Mjolnir and Jane's stuff because she got him there. Yeah, and she says, "You think you're just going to walk in there, steal our stuff, and walk out?" He says, "No, I'm going to fly out. I'm going to fly." That's badass. That is pretty badass. Makes him look even more crazy. Yep, but. It's pretty badass. He starts running through and he starts kicking ass. Yeah. In this place. Yeah. And uh, the shield guys immediately notice that there's been a breach. They have some solid technology there because they know that somebody's there's a hole in the fence. Yeah. Almost immediately. And they send guys at him and those guys do not fare well. No, they, they get beat pretty badly. Coulson says he needs eyes up in the sky. <sighs> and this was actually one of my favorite parts of the movie. So good. Where you see this guy's hand reach for the sniper and then he pulls away and he grabs the bow and arrow. Hmm. So so good. So and good. I forgot about this completely. Do you know what I love about this scene? What? It is so light-handed. The fact that they never say Hawkeye. They never say Hawkeye. Yeah. They never even say Clint. They just call him Barton. Yeah. Which, which is, is awesome. It's one of those things of- Either you get it an or you don't. We're extremely familiar with right. in the world. We know he's important in the grand scheme of things. You don't need to just throw it all out there right away. Right. Even you though can, this is his yeah, first appearance. This is it. And the thing is, you have all the fans who know. It's right. a lot like the first appearance of, of Thanos at the end of the post-credits. Right. Where a lot of people were just like, what's, who with was the, that what's purple the guy, guy with the scrotum right. chin? What's going on with that? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know who it was until yeah. I had to go back. And everyone was like, it's Thanos, dude. That's, that's like Thanos. That's some that's... serious stuff right there. Yeah, this is like, the, the comic guys get it. And the people who don't, they will. You're going to appreciate it very later. shortly. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, he's going to take this lift up, yeah. and he's got the crossbow, and he's got him just in his sights. Oh, absolutely. He's like, Coulson, you better make the call, because I'm starting to root for this I guy. I actually had some tension here watching it back, because I didn't remember if he fired or not. And it's one of those things of like, I know right. if right. Hawkeye's going to fire, he's going to hit him. Oh, absolutely. So it's kind of like, is he? Is Does he? he? I don't remember. Kind of cool on a rewatch. Yeah. And then Coulson's like, hold on, I want to see how this goes. Which is one of my favorite things that Coulson so could have done. So good. So good. Coulson's a fanboy. Oh, big time. We know he's a fanboy. Yes. You, I, we know In he, universe. Yeah. I feel like he has reservations. Like, that guy might be Thor. I don't know if he knows that Thor exists. I think he understands enough about things going on that that hammer, that might be Mjolnir. Right. I really do believe that he thinks well, that Well, no, that but he doesn't, be. he wouldn't necessarily know that Mjolnir is real. 
well, I mean, he's he's not dumb enough to know that like this thing's not just stuck in there. Right. He knows there's some sort of power behind it. Right. He well, yeah, especially because he's he's an agent of Shield. He's working with Nick Fury. Right. They've been together since the '90s, working with super people. So you saw Captain Marvel. I did see Captain okay. Marvel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a idiot. <laughs> I didn't know you saw it. Yeah. All right. Uh, I saw it opening night. You want to give a quick, very very quick, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs sideways. I'm going to give it directions? a thumbs three quarters up. Okay. It's good. Yeah. It's a Marvel movie and I love them. So. Sure. I'm not going to say it's bad. It was a good origin story, but it was definitely an origin story in the way that Marvel does origin stories. So it's basically just a setup for Endgame? Not even. Okay. No, but it felt like they were definitely setting up future Captain Marvel movies. Okay. Um, Heard there's a cat. There is a cat. It's, it's a flurkin. But yeah. Uh, Cinema Cats, he's not there yet. Just want to let everyone know. Don't really? go. He's not there yet. That's insane. I looked. Not there yet. I wonder how often Cinema Cats gets updated. I have no idea. <laughs> but yeah, it's a good movie. It's worth seeing. And uh, everybody's performance is phenomenal. I think maybe Brie Larson might have had the weakest performance and she was still great. So Not what we want to hear out of the lead, but no, but whatever works. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So good. There were a couple moments that are a little heavy-handed, but Marvel origin story. It's going to happen. Yeah. Things that are heavy, by the way. Thor's going to just kick everyone's ass. He gets there, gets some Mjolnir, and he pulls, and nothing Nothing happens. happens. He can't lift it. Not worthy. He's not worthy yet. I like how he's so broken about him not being worthy and him realizing that he's not worthy to lift this thing. He just lets him capture him. Just takes it. Yeah. They put the cuffs on and just walk him away. He's not fighting anymore. He's done. Completely done. There's your character shift. Yeah. We got it. There it is. You had to you had to hit rock bottom before you can start building up again. Exactly. I like the way that this origin story kind of flips because normally it's like the unpowered person gets the powers. This yeah, is the power yeah. person loses the powers and has to come to terms with this is like Spider Man where if you need the suit, you shouldn't have the suit. Completely agreed. Yeah. Uh we do get a scene on Asgard where I'm Dol Saldo. He saw all this go down. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna recap the scene we skipped real quick. On Asgard, where Loki is hanging out with his mom, and they kind of have a they have a connection. Sure, it's his mom. Yeah, but basically, she lets slip that it is possible that Thor can return, and that Odin always has a reason for the things he does. Yeah, and I feel like Loki kind of does like the turn where he puts his knuckle in his mouth. and goes, Ugh. right. He's like, dun, oh, dun, dun. I thought he was forever banished. Yeah, there's a fun little conversation about how the science gang talks about. Science fiction versus science fact, and how sometimes science fiction becomes science fact. Right. I kind of really like that. Just magic in is just science that we don't understand yet. Yeah, brought it back. Yeah, and this is actually where Darcy says it's perfectly believable that these gods of Asgard came down, and then the ancient Norse people started worshiping them as deities. Yeah, but I just appreciate this entire thing because it sets up now. I feel like the whole universe. Oh yeah, in general, because now. You just open the realm to something like Guardians, like Doctor Strange. Yeah. This isn't for the characters in this movie. This is for the audience saying like, hey, shit might get a little weird here. Just trust us. Yeah. It's all going to fall into place. Things are probably going to get yeah. weirder, actually. But Give it worry. time. It's going to get weird. Yeah. Wait until you get a load of Doctor Strange. Wait you see characters that you love in outer space, <laughs> and it won't be that weird. That's true. Coulson's going to interrogate Thor. Yeah, he is. He wants to know who's training him. If he's a mercenary, who sent right, him? He thinks he's a mercenary. All this shit doesn't matter. Coulson has to leave the room, and then when he leaves, Loki's there. Loki's there. He's dressed as like a as like a human man. He's got on like a yeah. like a suit with a green jacket because you got to stay true to your colors. He doesn't have to stay true to the truth though, because he tells Thor that. Oh yeah, Odin's dead. Thor, it's your fault because the banishment was too much on him. And Mom says you're forbidden to return. Yep. 
and the burden of the kingdom has fallen onto me. Loki, in my mind, was the catalyst for everything. Absolutely. You see Thor here. He's a shell, but he's a brutally honest shell. Right. He apologizes to Loki, which blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah. He's legitimately sorry that Loki has to even I'm come and sorry, tell bro. him this news. Right. What an absolutely amazing scene. It's nuts. It's so good. And Loki, yeah. the, the manipulative shit he is. Yeah. If you had any questions about whether he was the bad guy or not in your first viewing of this movie, this is the moment you know. He's a bad guy. This is, oh, this guy. He's a bad guy. This fucking guy. Well, he thinks that he's all fucking high and mighty, and he thinks that he's worthy enough because after this, he's going to go outside and he's going to try to pick up Mjolnir. Nothing happens. He's like, yeah, shit. Yeah. I like that he just goes for giggles to see if he can pick it up. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Can you imagine if he was able to? Uh, Totally different story. Yeah. Eric's going to show up, try to get him out of there. This is where the whole Dr. Donald Blake situation comes up. He's right. like, oh, how did he kick everyone's ass? Oh, he's on steroids. He's on you steroids. know how he's these boys are. Nut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but S.H.I.E.L.D. can see that his information is falsified. Yeah. So they're like, you know what? Let him out and let's see what they do. That's fair. Coulson's playing a different level of this game. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Phil Coulson's working right now. This is the most Phil Coulson we've gotten by yeah. far. Yeah. He's working. Yeah. We kind of see where he has to fall in the grand scheme of things. Right. After Eric gets him out of there, he says, Let's go to the bar. Let's go to the bar. As two Norse men, let's just go drink this thing off and listen to the Foo Fighters, I guess. Oh, I love it. I do too. I it's actually a very appropriate song. It is a very appropriate song. Actually, Kenneth Branagh said that this song, when they heard it- Might as well name the song. Fi- oh yeah, it's Walk Again. <laughs> but Feige has <laughs> actually said that um, if you told me before we started filming that we were going to put a Foo Fighters song in this movie, I would have been like, no, you're crazy. But it turns out after they, they listened to it and they heard the lyrics, they're like, actually, this is perfect. And Brenna loved the the message of learning to walk again. And the and then there's some kind of interstellarly lyrics in yeah. the beginning of the song. And I had big issues with this scene. Really? In What's a production it? standpoint. Oh, okay. In the sense that you have Foo Fighters playing in the background. These two characters are having a very casual conversation at this bar. Mm-hmm. What bar have you ever been in that you can actually have that conversation at room tone? Keep in mind, in the background, also, you hear pool balls being knocked around as well. I've been in some pretty low-key pool halls. I can tell you from being on sets that when they recorded this, that room is silent, and these two actors haven't just had a nice, quiet conversation as it's going around. I feel like the production got away a little bit, and this is me being silly. Sure. Of how I was- You can't like anything. (laughs) Besides that. Besides that. It's a stupid scene to really, like, annoy me, but it annoyed the hell out of me. It was one of those things that was just done poorly- I have a question about Boilermakers. Do you? Do you pour the shot into it? Let's find out. <laughs> oh, I love this. Dave has gotten out two shot glasses and two pint glasses, and he's retrieving beers. Someone someone came prepared. Wow. I'm very happy right now, actually. Now I've never I've I don't know for sure. Do yeah. you do you drop the pint? Did you drop so, the shot glass into the cup, or do you pour? I had it to in? look up what a, I'm pouring right now, so I'm sorry if I sound far away. I had to look up what a boilermaker was because yeah. it's one of those things where you know the name of it. Yeah, but at the same time, like what goes into a boilermaker? And it's simple as shit. It's, it's just beer, beer whiskey. whiskey. That's it. Yeah, you don't drop it in because if you drop it in, it's called a depth charge. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, so they did it right. They did it right. That's good, I guess, because I was like, is that correct? But. So I think this is going to be a new thing that we're going to do. I think whenever a character indulges in some libations on screen, we should join them 
in solidarity. That's fair. So I could get. We didn't do the Incredible Hulk. Obviously, real hairy. It could be depending on the movie. Uh, Age of Ultron. Don't they have a drinking scene in there where they're all trying to lift Mjolnir? It seems kind of appropriate. Yeah. So, Boilermaker, man. Boilermaker. Cheers. Another. Reload. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Hulk. Getting back on track. They're talking. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Eric says, "Like, hey, you got to go." Yeah, yeah. He's he's like, I'm just here looking out for Jane. Yeah. And if you leave tonight, I'll buy the next round. Of course, he's going to agree. I do believe they had more than that one round. 100%. I like how they're, that <laughs> they have the Boilermaker and they both start chugging it. And it's like they look each other in the eyes yes. of like, I'm not stopping. You stop it. I'm not stopping. Stop? No. And it's like a mutual respect almost over this. Yeah. Which is kind of a nice touch. Yeah. Briefly on Jotunheim, Loki's going to visit Frosty the Giant. Frosty's going to realize that Loki was the one who led him onto Asgard. Who gives a damn? Loki's going to come up with a plan to, hey, let you back in. You kill Odin. You fuck off. Done. Boom. You did it. Yay. So. Deal. Again, back on Earth. I don't like whenever we do the back and forth. No, it's, I mean, it makes sense structure-wise when you're watching so you don't get too tired of one scene. I agree. But talking about it, it's Oh, it's, it's brutal. It's a pain. It's brutal. <laughs> we run across it every week. At this RV where I guess they live or Jane lives or someone lives. I don't know. I don't know. know. Thor's going to knock on the door and he's holding Eric over his shoulder because Eric's just pissed drunk. Oh, yeah. He does not hold his boiler makers well. Nope. And he says, we drank, we fought. He made his ancestors proud. That's so good. I like that Eric says, uh, I still don't think you're the god of thunder. <laughs> but I wish you were. Or something like that. He's like, you'd make a great one. He's terrific. It's fun. There's a scene that goes on way too long about Jane being embarrassed that the place is a mess because she doesn't have any visitors. Right. She her, says, let's go outside. They go her, outside. Her Kashi lean crunch yeah, or whatever it. it is. Whatever is it is. on display like it's Cheerios and Superman is <laughs> on the counter. And she she puts the, the, the dirty, dirty bowl into the, the cabinet. cabinet. She's like, it doesn't go there. And takes it out and puts it. It's too, it's too much. Yeah. They go outside and. Where, where do they go? Just outside. They don't go up to the roof? No. Oh, okay. Because they're sitting in front of a fire. I believe the fire's on the roof. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. What's with the roofs? I don't... That's uh, where she goes. The roof is on fire. The roof is on fire. That's a Euro trip kind of thing there. Someone just needs a Pope hat. <laughs> <laughs> Thor is kind of on his apology tour. Yeah. That's kind of the way it feels. But yeah. he's saying how grateful and thankful he is for Jane, and I'm not sure why. I understand that she's kind of helped him out for this day. Right. But it doesn't seem like it's long enough to have this heartfelt conversation of these two don't know each other. No, they really Still, don't. They really don't. They really don't. It's a bit forced. It is. Um, they make it not seem forced. Right. Which is interesting. Right. They're, they're both great but, actors. Yeah. So. It helps. Yeah. Thor's also going to explain all the mystical sciencey stuff to Jane. How there's nine realms yep. and they're connected by a tree of yep. realmness. Realmness. I don't know. And any surprise there with one of the notebooks is the notebook that was taken from her from the shield yep. person took. Yep. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's all just kind of happening. Fine. I think he grabs it on the way out when Eric comes to save him. Or he must. Re- I don't him. think we saw but it. No, I think they do show it. Did they? I think he grabs it as they're walking. Uh, just any. Th- fine. Right, right after Coulson's yeah. like, keep him sober. Basically, Sif and the Warriors 3 are going to convince Heimdall. They actually don't even need to try that hard. Don't need to. He's like. <laughs> they say that. They say, we need to go to Earth. We got to go get Thor. They said, oh, how, how is Heimdall going to take it? Or Would you defy Loki, your king, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, he leaves the sword in the in the little yep. He says, sender. I can't defy him, but but I'm just gonna walk over I'm here. Take a walk. And then they end up on Earth, and Loki yep. Loki sees it. Yes, he does. Uh oh. 
Shield gets a little blip on their on their radar that there's some activity happening. They're gonna go investigate. So they're gonna go go look. A hungover Eric is there, and Thor's gonna make some breakfast. Thor's making breakfast. Fine. Don't know how he can cook right. all this That's... stuff if you ever had to. He's I don't I don't That's know true. how any of that works. Know, maybe he's good at making eggs on Asgard Asgardian eggs. Can't eggs, be the same thing. Eggs as Guardian. That's going to be my new breakfast specialty. What do you think's in there? <sighs> Hollandaise, but like somehow better. Sriracha? Sriracha Hollandaise. A little gold leaf. Ooh. There's got to be gold leaf in it because it's Asgard and they're, they're fancy boys. Of course they are. There you go. They're gods. There, there you, you go. go. It's it's an Eggs Benedict with a Sriracha Hollandaise Chef and Brian gold Chef Brian Betts over here. Eggs as Guardian. Nailed it. The Super Friends are going to land on Earth. Yep. Loki's going to go to the vault, and he's going to unleash the Destroyer. The Destroyer. It's an automaton of sorts, and it's just a big metal man. Yep. It's like a it's like a medieval Iron Man. Yeah. Giant Iron Man with no occupant. Yeah. It shoots fire out of his face. That's all it does. Yeah. As far as I know. It's pretty neat. It makes like a really ominous sound when it does it. It does. Like a, like a furnace. It's like if the Home Alone fireplace in the basement came to life. Yeah. The furnace. Yeah. That's pretty much what it That's, is. Boom. Nailed it. The warriors find Thor. They tell him, hey, Loki's been lying to you. Your dad's alive. He's a dick. Thor takes it relatively well. Yeah. For what it is. He goes, well, fuck. Oh. <laughs> All right. What are we going to do now? That trickster. Doesn't matter because. Because the shield boys are at the Bifrost landing strip. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, big old the destroyer has landed. Big old sky funnel comes down and destroyer. I like that there. one of the shield agents yeah. is like, is that one of Stark's? And Coulson's like, I don't know. The guy doesn't tell me anything. That's the only real touch from the outside I think we get. Yeah. And it's enough. It's it's enough. Plenty. Yep. Oh, connecting. We're good. We did it. Moving on. Don't force it. Even though there was that banner reference earlier that we just ignored. One of the things that Kenneth Branagh was really nervous about when he was making this movie was how to make it part of the universe. Oh, really? He left that up to Feige. He said, yeah. I'll make the movie. You're going to find a way to in- yeah. like get it in there. And one of the big criticisms that apparently came out of Iron Man 2 was things were really, really forced. Yeah. Where you have the shield. So much. You have Mjolnir at the end. wasn't that, world that forced or anything like that. But it was like, we understand, we called it the cartilage of it's extremely necessary. It's the backbone. Yep. That was, at the time, too much. Now, it kind of lives in a place yeah. that makes sense. So, Brandon told Foggy, he's like, you do whatever you got to do on your end in order to build your universe, but it has to happen organically. Sure. Quick line. That's the way to do it, is right here of... Just bring up Tony Stark's name. Call yeah. it a day. That's yeah. it. It's enough. I think that's why they cut Hank Pym earlier. Yep. They, they did leave in. They didn't actually say Bruce Banner, but they did say a gamma scientist. Yeah. Which was. That's enough. That's subtle. enough. That's all we subtle. need to really hear. Uh, oh, man. Because Foggy would be like, I know this guy, Bruce Banner. Who Sometimes got he goes by David. Sometimes he goes <laughs> by. <laughs> he got involved with S.H.I.E.L.D. and he was never seen again. <sighs> Until the next time we saw him. But he looked different then. Yep, all that gamma radiation. Uh, changed his face from a <laughs> from, from a, a Ed Norton, Norton to a Mark, to a Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo. <laughs> all right, Feige, we get it. The Destroyer's going to do what it does best. Destroy? Destroy? Yeah. It starts walking up this main street, and that's why I think the set's kind of hokey, is because it's only the main street that we see. It's yeah. blasting these cars, all the smithereens. I like how there was a very, very cool shot of the gang, how they get together, and they're trying to figure out the plan as it start, as it's down the street destroying, and yeah. it's a full 360 shot. Yes. That is so, so difficult to good. pull off, and it's pulled off so well. Yeah. That blew my mind. Impressive. It brought me right in of, all right, I trust you. Yeah. Whatever you do is yeah. probably going to be the right call from now on out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Super Friends are going to fight the Destroyer. They're going to distract it, and they're just going to try to attack yep. it. And they do. The, the food one... 
gets hit, whatever it <laughs> the is. Food one gets the lady hit. one jumps on it and stabs she kind of pins it. him down. Yeah, but then he like he shuts down for a brief second. He spins his entire body around. How cool is that? And there's like so fire cool. in between all this armor and stuff. This character design is amazing. And then he it just doesn't look great. Sits up. It doesn't look great. I think what? the CGI is a bit off. Yeah, I mean, it's no Toad's tongue. It's not Toad's tongue, but it's not the best thing we've seen. No, no. But very cool character. Very cool. Meanwhile, Eric, Darcy, and Jane are trying to clear out the town. Yeah. Make sure no, there are no casualties. Yep. But basically, the Destroyer wins. Completely wins. It, it, Thor tells everyone, he's like, you all got to get out of here. He yeah. walks up to the Destroyer and says, these people are innocent. You know they're innocent. Right. Do you think he knows he's talking to the Destroyer or he's talking to Loki? He's definitely talking to Loki. Okay. And he definitely knows he is. Good. All right. Took it the same way. Tells Loki. You want me, kill me instead. Right. To which and, he closes up the furnace face, and yeah. then he, he turns just, around, and then the destroyer just backhands, backhands him. Backhands him. What did the five fingers say to the face? Oh. Slap! <laughs> <laughs> Probably would have killed him if they went with the fire. Probably a bad move on Loki's part, really. Probably, but he's all sliced but up. the backhand, yeah. yeah you he's, see, like, he's all, he's, he's not, not doing looking good. well. Not at all. He's probably going to die real soon. And he does. And he does. And he goes flying. Yeah, Jane has to come over and is like, hey. And she's real sad because she's in love with him after knowing him for 12 hours. Yep. <laughs> she saw his abs once and they talked once and the blonde eyebrows, she apparently was able to ignore it somehow. Somehow. They're real bad. That's, that's the only part. It's real bad. It's real bad. But Thor's sacrifice proves him worthy. That hammer starts to shake. And starts to do yeah. some funny things. Yeah, the shield agents are like, oh, this thing's got a, it's radiation's headed off the charts. Brr. It shoots up into space. I really, really, really like that shot of the hammer in the distance. Yep. Flying as we still have the characters in the foreground. Yeah. And I you, like that it goes straight like, up and then it pivots in midair. Yeah. It's one of those things of like, he's coming. Yeah. You and Selvig's like, this movie is Jane, called. Get out of here. Yeah. It's one of those things where this is such a character driven movie that it's like, this is a superhero movie. Right. This is the superhero's weapon of choice and he has not had it at all this movie. Yeah. Yeah, not since the the Frost Giant battle. Yeah, and I remember thinking, like, when I watched it, it was like, holy shit, Thor's coming. Yeah. I was like, no, Thor's been here the whole time. Right. But, but now we're our gonna Thor's get, coming. We're going to get Thor Thor. He reaches up. Mjolnir lands in his hand. There's a giant thing of lightning. Yeah. Fucking Thor's back. Thor's back. He's here. His sleeves reform. His cape is back. He's got the whole costume. Uh, Every bit's there. Even Jane's healed. like, is this how you usually dress? He's like, more or less. Cool look. She's like, it's a good look. Yeah. <laughs> now that it's Thor, that destroyer doesn't really stand a chance. No, he's going to create some sort of storm with his propeller hammer, whatever it is. Yep. Brings him up there. The destroyer is going to try to shoot fire at him, and he's just going to ride it's that fire right back into him. Push and the fire into his face, and then he's going to up. blow up. That's it. How do you protect the weapons vault now? I don't think you do. Do you have more? More destroyers? More destroyers? I don't or know is there only works. one? It feels like there's probably only one of those. It feels like he's an important enough character. There's only one. Yeah. It felt funny at this point in the movie because, yeah, there's 15 minutes left of this movie. Yeah. But it felt like we just had our big like, moment it, yeah. in the movie. And it's like, no, there's still a whole story to resolve still, here. Yeah. Coulson shows up. I absolutely love the way that Thor addresses him. Yeah. He calls him son of Colton. Son of Colton. He lays it all on the line here because Coulson says, Donald, I don't think you've been completely honest with us. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I love So Cole. snarky on that one. I love the son of Cole. Yep. Thor says, we fight for the same cause, the protection of this world. From this day forward... You can count me as an ally. Perfect. He's an Avenger. That set it up. That's it. It set it up perfect. He's like, I'm gonna I got stuff to do at home, but like I'll be back. I'm an ally. I got we got stuff to talk about. Yeah. Got a I got a dick brother. We gotta take care of Dick Brother. Right. On Asgard, we got Heimdall who's frozen because Loki took the the blue MacGuffin. MacGuffin to him. Yeah. And the frost giants are starting to show up. Yeah. 
they're there. Yeah. They're, Thor's they're... going to run to whatever that crop circle thing was or that small one. And he's going to say, Heimdall, right. bring Heimdall. me home. But like. Heimdall can't do it because he's Heimdall's all frozen froze. up. Right. I like how he wills himself to like thaw and yeah. crack. How strong he... do you think Heimdall must be? He must be the strongest character in this movie. Because... I fully believe that he is even stronger than Thor. At this point, yes. He breaks out of that ice and he slashes up these these yeah, he, he frost dabs giants. up these frost giants pretty good. Yeah. And they get him a little bit, but doesn't matter. He brings him home. Brings Thor home. But That's yeah, the whole goal. But he, he gets his sword into the into the thingy-mabob and opens up the bifrost. After Thor gets a little bit of a make out with Jane. Right. Very brief make out. He promised he'll be back. Right. He's like, I'm gonna kiss you and tell you I'll be back. As Thor is arriving on Asgard, the frost giants are entering Odin's chambers. Or at least frosty. Laufey. Let's call him Laufey. Laufey. For this one scene, we'll call him Laufey, because it's a stupid name, but He's Laufey. arrived. He has. He straddles Odin. Yeah, sleeping. he does. <laughs> he's like inside the Odin sleep chamber. Yep. And he says, your death will come by the hand of Laufey, to which Loki fires and kills Laufey and yeah. says, your death will come by the son of Odin. Yeah. And then he zaps him and he explodes. What is happening? Loki's game this whole time has been to prove to Odin that he's worthy of the throne. So he played the long con yeah. on everyone he, in order to... He's fucking brilliant, man. He's like a... He's a triple agent. That's pretty fair. He's a triple agent. I know a lot of people don't give many Marvel character, Mar- Marvel villains especially, especially the villains. respect that they deserve. Yeah. Because it's just like, what's a Marvel villain? It's the hero, but the opposite. Right. So they don't give a lot of these characters the respect that they deserve. And a lot of people say Loki was the game changer. Loki's the absolute wild card in everything. And he, I mean, he gets the respect eventually because Avengers. Avengers. I mean, right. how much more respect could you possibly get? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're the, if you're the big bad in the first team up movie, you're going to get your respect. In what will become one of the biggest films of all time. Of all time. That's crazy to think about. Like this, this series of movies is Arguably, these are all prequels the to the biggest, biggest film of all time at the time. These are arguably, yeah, it's the biggest movie franchise of all time. It is, and you're starting to see all the pieces fall into place little by little. It's hard to say when we talked about Iron Man. It's like, trust us, this is going to be huge, right? But if like you heard that as a standalone and you didn't realize there's a universe outside of it, I don't know. I liked you, it. It was, <laughs> it's fine movie. If it had ended there, I'd Incredible been like, Hulk is garbage. Yes, yeah, garbage and garbage, fine. But when you start really setting the pieces in place, like. We're only, from here, Avengers is around the corner. This is why I said at the top of the show, falling back into an MCU movie is like wrapping myself in a warm blanket. I feel yeah. like I'm home. And Avengers is fucking great. And it's so good. coming and so it's, oh, quickly. Yeah. It's two MCU movies away, baby. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Oh, yeah. And the one in between is a fantastic movie. So. Man. When you see the scope of this. All right. So Loki, anyway. Loki and Thor are going <laughs> to. Thor's going to show up and fight. Sorry, sorry. Right. Thor and right. Loki are going to show up, or they're going to they're going to brawl it out here. Who gives a damn? They. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Basically, Loki's like, "All right, well, that's all the you know. Luffy was here. He's going to kill Odin. I got to go destroy the entire planet with the Bifrost." Yeah, he wants his whole plan is to destroy Jotunheim. He wants to make Odin proud. Right. Thor cannot let him destroy Jotunheim because it's one right. of the realms, one of the nine it's realms. One of the nine he understands realms. the significance of like, this is not what you do. Also, you don't commit an act of genocide, genocide. Yeah. for this. Which is kind of, at the beginning of the movie, what Thor wanted to do. Yeah, and he kind of came around and realized, what nope, a turn. This, isn't, this isn't what it's for. And Loki's like, what happened on Earth that made you so soft? Was it that woman? And he says, he's going to go visit that woman next. I'm going to go visit her. And that was enough for Thor to be like, oh, brother, you got it coming now. Yep. They fight oh, it out. Brother. I like how... 
Thor's going to throw him out onto the rainbow bridge and he's hanging off and then he goes to grab him. It's the hologram. And there's a lot of holograms around. So he doesn't yep. know who it is. Oh, yeah. And he just says, enough! And slaps it Thunders down. It and he's... Loki's now laying there just as a heap. So he lays Mjolnir on his chest because he's not getting out of that. It's brilliant. It's great. Doesn't he do that to Hulk eventually too? Maybe. I don't remember. I don't remember either. It seems like a thing he would do to Hulk. That's fair. Yeah. Either way. He's going to try to start figuring out now that yeah, the, the Bifrost, Bifrost is going is, nuts. It's about it to destroy destroying Jotunheim. It is destroying Jotunheim. And he's trying to figure out, how do I stop this thing? And he realizes the only way you can do it is by destroying the Bifrost. He's got to destroy the Rainbow Bridge. Yeah. So he calls Mjolnir and he starts bashing the floor. And Loki's like, you'll never see her again. If you can't, you can't use the Bifrost. Thor knows. And he's like, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. This is the right gotta, thing to do. I got to stop this. This is the right thing to do. God. It's very good. He destroys the Bifrost and the Rainbow Bridge, and they go flying off the edge because there's an explosion that happens. Right. And Odin wakes up out of Odin's sleep. The act of of Thor destroying the Bifrost to save the Frost Giants, their nemesis, was enough for him to shed a tear and wake up. Yep. He's going to catch Thor, who Who Loki is. Yeah, who catches Loki or he's holding on to. Yeah. He says he did it for Odin. He wanted to make Odin proud. Yeah, Loki's like, this is all, I did all this to prove to you that I'm I'm capable of being king. Yeah, he doesn't want to, no, I don't, I don't, I'm I not still don't think king. that. He doesn't, he doesn't want to be king. He wants to just be equal to Thor. Right, right. Which in my mind is more respectful. I guess, yeah. yeah. So that's a really interesting character turn from Loki as well. Loki's just misunderstood. I mean, he's an asshole and manipulative, but. He knows it though. And yeah, he knows he can get away with well it. He's well aware of it. Because <laughs> you never know what you're going to get with Loki. But like we said, that's what makes a good villain. Yeah. His intentions. They're there. They're not correct. No. Especially but Loki's you can understand. Case. Especially you, you because he's not he's trying to be king. Yeah. Especially because he's not trying to be king. Is that he's. He is kind of trying to be king. Though. I'm actually not sure. He says he wants to be equal to Thor. Right. Because he wants an equal shot at being king. But it seems like he wants to earn it on his own. Oh, absolutely. He wants to earn it. That's really interesting. But he wants to be looked at as an equal, so he has a chance to earn it. That's really interesting. That's, yeah. Odin says, Loki, no. No. And then Loki's like, all right. Well, fuck it. Bye. And he lets go. <laughs> and he just falls into Falls whatever. into the abyss. Whatever. Yeah. Doesn't whatever matter. happens below Loki, the Bifrost. out. Yeah. We go back to Earth. Science team's bummed. Yeah, the the clouds kind of clear up, and they're like, "I don't think he's, I don't think he's I don't coming think... back." Strange, huh? <laughs> <laughs> On Asgard, they're uh, celebrating because whatever was happening is now over. Right? Yeah, there's some kind of feast celebrating. I don't know what it is. Something. Thor is probably the return every, of yeah, Thor. Everyone's happy, but Thor's mourning the Thor's pretty his brother. He's he's mourning his brother. He's mourning Jane. Yeah, but he he's... goes and talks to Odin. I have issues with this scene. You do? I do. Why? So, Odin says that Thor is going to be a wise king. Yeah. To which Thor says, there will never be a wiser king, king than you, king. nor a better father. Yeah. Very touching. Yeah. And I like that a lot. Instead of calling him an old fool. I agree. <laughs> but then Thor says that he just hopes that Odin's going to be proud of him someday. And Odin turns and says, I am proud, proud of you. Of and I wish he hadn't said that. Why? I feel like if he said, I just want you to be proud of me, I wish that Odin would turn and say, like, someday. No. Or something like something. No, because I think the character that, turn has happened. I think it has happened, but I feel like if he said something that is not as definitive as someday, like I'm not proud of you now, but yeah. I'm working towards it. But or he's also like a that. parent. 
He is a parent, but I feel like this is, this is him like trying to Thor, grow a kid. Even before you were a dickhole, he's trying to grow I was a proud kid. Of you. He's trying to un, he's trying to get the motivation for him to even be greater than he is now. He should be able to see the yeah. potential within Thor and not just give it to him after he did. Well, these I think he does see the potential feats. in him. I think he saw the potential in him yeah. earlier in the movie when he was going to name him king before he was turned. I don't. I think he understood that that was his oldest son because in the speech he says it's the oldest son. But but it's then not. he understood the what he's not. You'll notice <laughs> when Thor, when, uh, when Odin says, yeah. my oldest, Frigga makes a face. She's kind of like, yeah. Okay. There was actually originally supposed to be a third brother in the movie. Kinda Baldor. Like fourth Kryptonian? Baldor. Okay. There were even concept sketches of him, but they decided to pull him out because they thought two brothers would be too much. But basically, and it's not even just Baldor because Odin also has his first his firstborn, Hela, who will show up in right. Ragnarok. Right, right, right. I don't know. I don't know that Baldor will ever show up. He's probably been completely retconned from the MCU. Probably, but either way, I wish that Odin didn't just give in to Thor here. I feel like, I, I wish he kind of gave him like a, I am proud of you, but. That's fair. Like, maybe That's like fair. a little wink almost, yeah, if you will. Like a if, ding. Yeah. If he didn't tell him straight out, like, I am proud of you. I'm Anthony Hopkins. I mean. But. Wouldn't you just love to have Anthony Hopkins tell you? I he's wish proud I, of, of you? course, of course. I wish you would call me up right That's now and such say, "Such a good resolution, Dave, Dave I'm proud of you." And I mean, I'd be like, "Oh." oh. <laughs> I mean, I could just play the clip. This is, I am proud of you. That's good enough for me. All right, make that my ringtone or something like that. Oh, text tone. <laughs> no I get one, texted way no more one often. calls me. Um, my no phone's one. always on vibrate, <laughs> so I wouldn't even hear it. The ending's kind of underwhelming here because after all we went through, how Heimdall's standing now at the end of the Rainbow Bridge. Yep, Thor's going to go up to him and. Ask Heimdall what he could see, and he says he still sees her. Yeah. She searches for you. That's it. And they cut to her, and she's searching she's for She's searching. Him, but she's got the help of S.H.I.E.L.D. now. Yeah, she does. And that's Thor. That's Thor. According to Brenna, the closing credit sequence was based on images from the Hubble... <laughs> Hubble. The Hubble telescope. <laughs> the Hubble that's Space what, Telescope. That's what Thor calls it. Yep. <laughs> that's pretty fair. <laughs> it took 18 months to create this sequence. Of the, the space Holy zooming. Holy hell. Right? That's crazy. Okay. And then once that sequence ends, we get the Foo Fighters song again. We do. The whole thing that I was talking about earlier, Feige said that, oh, the, the song is called Walk. Okay. That's it. Fine. It's in the movie because they thought its lyrics were strangely appropriate for the movie. If you asked me two months ago if we would have had a Foo Fighters song in the movie, I would have said, I don't think so. But we heard the song and it just had these eerily appropriate lyrics and themes. Ken in particular just loved it with these lyrics about learning to walk again and the the way that it fit the themes of the movie about redemption and learning to be a hero. It's a good song. It makes sense. Also, I love the Foo Fighters. One thing you just said there, how you said it took 18 months for them to even just get that little bit correct. Yeah. The reason why Kenneth Branagh didn't come back for Dark World is he had issues with kind of the timing of the movie. How it took so long to make this movie and then they wanted such a quick turnaround for Thor Dark World. Okay, that's fair. He said like, I don't That's know. Yeah. Really You're not giving me enough do. time. You're yeah. not giving me enough time to do it the right way. He says, it's just, it's a tough thing to do. And I totally get it. Yeah, that makes sense. I totally get it. He said, yeah, I'm still excited for him. I'm a Thor so, fan. So then they and tried he, even it. when Thor Ragnarok came out, he says like, I'm absolutely going to see Thor Ragnarok. Oh, of course. I'm so excited for He's this. He's a Thor this fan. all so good. So, but so instead of him, they hired a Patty Jenkins and then that led to trouble. Got replaced. Yeah. They hired Alan Taylor, Game of Thrones, Sopranos fame, HBO, yeah. through through, yeah. Dark World. But uh, I believe it was the the Patty Jenkins removal that, that is the reason that Natalie Portman is no longer part of the MCU. Fair. Yeah. Very fair. Anyway, we get a post credit scene. 
directed by Joss Whedon. We're setting it up. Oh, yeah, It's we official. Are. Pre-post-credits. Oh. One of the last things it says in the credits is, Thor will return in the Avengers. Oh, is chills. this the first... I just got chills, and I've seen I this movie too. so many times. Is this the first mention of the Avengers that we've gotten from one of these movies? Of I can't remember if it was at the end is of... happening. I can't remember if it was at the end of Iron Man 2 or not. I really don't think it was, but I remember seeing oh. this and going like, holy shit, they're going to do it. And it, this is kind of... This is 2011. This is right. back when the internet is... Yeah, it's raging with all this stuff. It's not like today, where no. today you can't write a line without someone knowing about it. Right. Right. You can't you could keep secrets a little bit. You can't be an extra that does better. an interview without people trying to dissect exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. But when I remember when I saw that, chills, man. Ooh. The Avengers. They're gonna go for it. Sure are. Post credits is Eric Selvig walking through some sort of lab site. Nick Fury's there. Nick Fury's there. Because it wouldn't be Yeah. A Marvel movie without him. Nope. He he showed up eventually. Legend tells us one thing, history tells us another, but every now and then we find something that belongs to both. He opens up some sort of case. There's a blue cube in there. Sure is. Yeah. It's not the blue MacGuffin. It is not. It's something completely different. Completely different. And we see a Loki off in the corner. Yes. An invisible Loki. And Loki says, well, I guess that's worth a look. I guess that's worth and a look. And then Eric says, well, I, I guess, guess that's, that's worth, worth a look. look. Fucking brilliant, man. Oh, that is so good. So good. So good. Setting it up oh, that man. early. It's one of those things where... You can appreciate it in the moment, and you can appreciate it going back. Yes. And that's so important, and that's Thor. Yes. What do you think? I think I might love it. Yeah, it's a great movie. But I got bored a oh, lot during this movie. Really? Yeah. I think the pacing's really off in this movie. Okay. Overall, when I look at the grand scheme of things, feeling the amount of excitement I had talking about this movie. It could have been tightened. This is a fucking great movie. Yeah. Thor is a great character. This movie is expertly directed this has jumped up so high on my list of movies i think the world building that's done in here is unlike anything until black panther i yeah. think that thor himself is one of the best characters you're going to find in the mcu until they change him yeah and then they change him again and he's i he's think pretty loki is still one of the best characters in the mcu yes, and, and i don't think building loki of it has changed i don't think so either i think you're setting up so much here that until Infinity War. Correct. Yeah. I don't care about Infinity War right now. No. Because no, the Avengers so far is, removed from is, what we're doing right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Avengers is right around the corner. Yeah. Man, this is an important movie. And man, this is a really good movie. It's good. It's. I think I like it. Yeah. I don't love it. I think I like it. I think the pacing, if it was tighter and it was a little better and some of the nonsense was cut out of it, I think you got a really hell of a good movie. This is a good 90-minute movie. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think if they tightened it, yep. it would be... Not a two-hour movie. Great. It's a two-hour movie now, as it stands. If it were a 90-minute movie, you nailed it. Do you want to give it a super stuff score? Let's do it right away. All right. Setting. One. That is an absolutely Asgard one. is a creation that is so good and so gorgeous. Style and tone. I think they fucking nailed it. I think they nailed it, too. I'll go with a one. Hero. This is the biggest arc I think we've seen. I think, I think you're right. To this point. And you know what? Historically, we don't give out a lot of ones for Hero. No, and I think that that's one of the things we shouldn't give out a lot of ones for. I because agree. it's completely out there. That it's that you have to really earn it in order to get it. Yeah. It's a one. Villains. Who's the villain? Loki really is the villain. And you get Frosty the Giant, who doesn't do a whole lot of anything. Everything he does is facilitated by Loki. Correct. But at the same time... And the Destroyer. I don't know. I have is... issues with... 
with calling Frosty the Giant the villain. Right. Right. Because but I think Loki is such a he's an agent of Loki. puppet master in this yeah. thing that Frosty the Giant is so easily manipulated by Loki that he becomes I'll go with a, a minion. I'm gonna go with a one. That's a one. Females. We did it again. Jane Jane's fine. She's she's smart. Yeah, she's, she's not terrific. She I, she acts it well, but I, she actually does. There by was the one end of the line, movie, there's one line in this movie that blew me away, and it was when Thor changed to Thor when he yep. became the actual Thunder God again, and she went, "Oh my God!" And it was one of those lines that shouldn't have been delivered as well as it was right. for those three words. It was also very Natalie Portman. It was, but it was a. <laughs> Brilliant choice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. brilliant. It was doesn't great. make her a strong female character. It was. That's a lot believable. of props to Natalie Portman. It was a though. very believable. What a great moment. choice of how to deliver such a shitty line. She <laughs> also has a great reaction when the the Warriors Three and Lady Sif show up. Yeah. 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 Where all three of them are like, "Oh my god, this guy's for real." Yeah. Um. But overall, point. Overall, she's not. Uh, she's not great. She's point two five. As far as I'm gonna go, yeah. Writing a female character, I agree. I'll go. She point, becomes the same thing that you know like what? lively. You did. choose point two five or point five. I'm giving it a point two five. Okay. Although Lady Sif, she doesn't do anything. She stabs someone through the head and then doesn't do anything. Yeah, you're right. But that's not on her. That's, that's not, not on, on the her. beast itself. That's on the destroyer itself. Right. But it's ah. But also, there's that one moment where Thor's like. Who proved that a fair maiden could be a, a and she doubted warrior? Herself? And she said, "Yeah, I did." And he that's said, "Fair, true." But, but I doesn't believe that make her a little stronger that she's able, able oh, to accept that? Yeah. Well, she t- she claims it. Point I think we we'll give it a point five. Story and motivation. It's all pretty good. It is. The motivation is there for everybody. The story's pretty there. And yeah, it could use tightening, that's a rare but it's one. Wow. Yeah, you're right. It's very rare. Wow. Music. Here we go. Finally, I didn't say anyone. Uh, I don't know who wrote it. At one point in my notes, I did write one time. It was during the scene where Thor is re- trying to retrieve Mjolnir sure. from the shield, uh, from the crater, sure. and he can't get it. I do have written down exactly one time Patrick fucking Doyle. <laughs> Patrick fucking Doyle's got a zero. But it's not enough. It's forgettable. It's not enough. It's unknown. It's, it's one scene. There. And, and honestly, it could have been better. Nope, there's nothing there. Zero. Impact on the genre. It's not that big. It's minimal. It's not that it's big minimal. at all. It is a great movie, but they immediately changed the entire tone for the next one. He's got a, he's exactly, and, and he's got three movies, and he's also part of the Avengers, so he's yeah. in what, six movies right now? Seven movies right now? Something like that. I'll go point, if that, me, point two five, just because he has things, but the he's impact is things, so but they, minimal. But yeah, I mean, like, it really because is. he's stuck around, uh, yeah. But it like, really is so minimal, be- and it's like, yeah, he's they lucky change, he got brought back. Every movie he's in, they change his character. Yeah. Until Ragnarok, man, where they I'm keep actually that debating even solid. that impact because that's he's right. a major major player in the Avengers. It's also the first movie that broke out of the Iron Man formula and kind of expanded. That actually the, makes me want to go the, to point five then the Marvel because universe. it's able yeah. to go that direction. It's able to bring in Guardians. It's able to bring in Doctor Strange. That's true. Maybe point five. Point five. I'll leave it at point five. This is it's a big boy movie, isn't it? This is going to be a big boy movie. Okay, parents. We're parents. It's a zero. It is a zero. They both survived. Odin came real close, but... Nope, he was just sleepy. But he's just a sleepy boy. One-liners. It's got a couple. It's only got a couple, though. I think that overall, the script is really, really good. Yeah. I don't think this movie is built for one-liners. No. I mean, Thor has... His delivery, in most cases, makes that's it... The, that's what makes it, though. Right, but like, another! 
Yeah, that's and and nothing though. And then Darcy's, I, Darcy's got some one liners. Yeah, after in there, you but... said another though, I said reload. Well, yeah, that's from Hulk though. Yeah, but that's a really good one line. Yeah, I'm gonna go zero. Okay, we'll give it a zero. I don't think this movie has any one liners that are really that's really fine. great. It doesn't matter because I feel like you're gonna have to drop a big number. No, normal number. Thor gets a six. Okay, this is respectable. That's above average. That's yeah, that's a good score for for our system. I, I usually say five is about average. Roughly? It's, it was those last four categories that killed it. Okay. It started it was, off real strong. I know it was that. Music, impact, parents, and one liners. Yes. Yeah, parents. It, it started off just, real his strong. His parents died, man. Forget yeah. it. <laughs> if, if you had killed off his mom. Just one of them. Boom. Golden. She didn't do much. She, she You could really afford didn't. to kill her for a right. super stuff score. Think about us. Yeah. Fuck you, Feige. Tell you other people. I take that back immediately. That hurt me to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's Fearless Feige you're talking about. Yeah. Want to talk about someone who thinks this movie is below average? Sure. Let's hear what he has to say. It's our good friend, Roger. Yeah, I figured. Roger Ebert gave this one and a half stars. Oh, fuck you. This might be the lowest score we've seen from Roger Ebert so far. That's not okay. Keep in mind, he's not going to be around much longer after this movie. I actually wonder what his last superhero movie is that he did. I have no idea. I'm curious. I didn't attend the critic screening for Thor because it was at the same time Ebert Fest was showing a small act. About an 88-year-old woman named Hilda Back. She'd flown from Sweden, and I wanted to be on stage to present her with her own golden thumb. Missing Thor 3D was not an inconsolable loss because I was able to see it in Chicago in nice, bright 2D. The house was surprisingly well-populated for an 8.50 p.m. screening on a Monday, suggesting that some people, at least, will make an effort to avoid 3D. That doesn't say anything about the movie. Nope! Not a damn <laughs> and we thing. We know how Ebert works. Yeah, that's the thing about this. He he'd I'm rather gonna, make a comment about yeah. seeing it in 3D. I'm than... going to pull a rarity and read his second paragraph. second paragraph. Oh, we no. usually sandwich first it's and last, sandwich, yeah. because he gets to the point. Here, second paragraph. Yeah. Thor is a failure as a movie, Fuck but you. a success as marketing. An illustration of an ancient carnival tactic of telling the rubes anything to get them into the tent. You won't believe what these girls take off, a Carney Barker promised me and my horny pals one steamy night at the Champaign County Fair. He was close. We didn't believe what they left on. I think he's losing it. This is our harshest. He's losing Ebert it. Heat. Well, he couldn't talk at this point. He's at the end of his rope. Yep. I want to get to that last paragraph because this is not a pleasant uh, review. Clearly. If you want to read it, dive on in. There's some funny things here where he talks about who cares if, if someone turns a 7-Eleven into a fireball at some time. Or why can't the metal giant attack the Golden Gate Bridge or scale a Trump Tower somewhere? Because he's after Thor. This is a He didn't I, even watch the movie. I don't think I'm not I want to continue with this review. I'm not gonna fight Let a me dead continue man, this but... review because it's gonna get crazy. We're gonna dive out of this review for a second. Okay. And we're gonna come back to this review. What do you think this scored on Rotten Tomatoes? Because Roger Ebert references the Rotten Tomatoes score on this movie. Oh. And he's never done this before. Oh. What do you think? One one hundred. Go. 70. 77. Oh. Where do you think it falls? Now top 68. Oh, they they added Captain Marvel already? I'm assuming they did. I have no idea. I didn't look. I'll assume they did. It would make sense. 40. Captain Marvel, by the way, number 15. Makes sense. Does it? Yeah. After the review you gave? Uh, No, I I still said it's a good movie. Okay. I mean, it it is a Marvel origin story, but it's a good movie. And like I said, Brie Larson does well. She's... Not the strong point of the movie, but she does very well. Thor. What'd you say it was? 40? 40. 43. Eh. 
So not bad. That's pretty close. I've almost figured out the scale here. You figured it out where the <laughs> percentage lies. It's sandwiched between Batman Returns and Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Oh, Mask of the Phantasm. We should add that to UB2. Throw it in. UB2, do your thing. No, don't do your thing. Don't do your thing. <laughs> UB2 is coming up at the end of the episode. Tell us what we're doing next week. We've learned we cannot talk about things outside of UB2 because it will hear and then fuck us over. Right. Roger Ebert says, here's a film that is scoring 79%, so it was higher at the time, on Rotten Tomatoes. For what? The standards for comic book superhero movies have been established by Superman, The Dark Knight, Spider-Man 2, and Iron Man. In that company, Thor is pitiful. Consider even the comparable villains, Lex Luthor, The Joker, Doc Ock, and Obadiah Stane. Memories of all four come instantly to mind. Will you be thinking of Loki six minutes after this movie is over? Oh my God. It's Roger, a- drop the damn ball. It's a good thing he died. Holy because shit. Because I'm Whoa, still Ryan, talking about Ryan. Loki. <laughs> Ryan, holy shit. All right. That, that was probably a bit harsh, but. It wasn't because this is a rare Roger Ebert severe fuck up. Oh yeah. He's way off. Unbelievable. Yeah. Thor is kind of forgotten in the kind of the, the grand scheme of things. We know that, but because there's so much out there now, right, right. it's easy to forget about right. Thor, and it's easy to forget about the other Iron Man movies or Well, whatever. like we just said, yeah. Thor changes every movie. Loki, Loki changes. does, does not. not. Loki is a Loki constant. has a very slow arc to Infinity War. I completely agree. But we're talking about Loki today. We're going to be talking about Loki in the future. We're going to be talking Loki about Loki for a long time. Loki is probably the thing that sticks around most from this movie. Loki's getting his own Disney Plus TV show. Good enough for me. I like it. I like so, it quite a bit. So you know what, Roger Ebert? Take that to the bank and smoke it. Yeah. What? I'm surprised he gave it a one and a half star. I am too. I mean, especially with the review he just gave. It Espe- sounds like he it's should- It's very harsh. It sounded like he wanted to give it lower. Like a one star? Yeah. Like some Amazon reviews that oh. I pulled out? Oh, go on. This is a new little segment. That's one star Amazon reviews. <laughs> I can't promise they're going to be about the movie. I can't. Because well, Amazon's that ridiculous. Any of them that are like, I didn't even buy this. Well, one of them just says, dumb. I just left it at that. And that's from January 29, 2018. Wow, good job. Real <laughs> insightful. February 16th, 2019, there was an uh, Amazon review one star that said, was not English and didn't come with collection pack or codes. Well, that's unfortunate for them. I don't know what that means. That it's uh, not think, English. That I think it means they... they bought the DVD and when it showed up, it was in another language. <laughs> That's pretty fair, I suppose. But what about this one from December 13th, 2016 that says, British version, sad face. Oh, that's a person that doesn't understand <laughs> accents. <laughs> British version? Oh, unless it's unless it's because the, the film. Or the, oh, they the, put you the, in every time the, for favorite. The DVD itself is probably. Coded British? It's coded to UK DVD players and wouldn't play it. That's possible. Instead of being NTSC, it that's was the SCC. best thing I come up with because I thought of that too. But I don't think that's what it's about. Yeah, <laughs> they probably just heard Thor talking like he does, and they're like, "Oh, I got the British one." Yeah, from August twenty second, twenty eighteen, <laughs> my daughter accidentally purchased seventy five dollars worth of videos from Amazon Video because it wasn't clear that she was buying instead of viewing. Not okay. <laughs> if she bought 75 videos why would he comment on thor specifically <laughs> i don't do you want to get into some things that do refer to thor yeah sure okay make me mad <laughs> all right well this clearly refers to thor from december 22nd 2018 this is not that far in the past no not at all <laughs> had to have it in my collection the main reason for the star subtraction is for amazon not the movie i just wish that amazine yeah they said amazine <laughs> 
would let me custom arrange my video library instead of only offering by date purchased or alphabetical order. That's still not about the movie. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I would prefer to arrange by genre, episode, number, and franchise so that I could group my movies together instead of having a hodgepodge to sort through. Still not about the movie. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> May 6, 2016. This may be the single stupidest movie we ever tried to sit through. I confess, we only got through 35 minutes. Maybe it got better. Maybe it seemed fairly insulting to our intelligence. <laughs> and we just had to give up. It's a shame, too. Great cast. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that one. <laughs> These two are my favorite. These are the two last ones. All right. August 21st, 2015. Sorry, can't buy into immortals who have mortal ambitions. Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> that's that's where your suspense of, that's of, the of belief problem. ends. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Immortals with mortal ambitions. <laughs> no, that doesn't make sense at all. My final one-star review is from November 19, 2017. Natalie Portman does not play the role of Thor. <laughs> I can under. <laughs> I can almost I understand. I get why you're one. upset. I do get why you're upset. Also, this movie, this was six and a half years after the movie came out. <laughs> we had Avengers. Wait. We had Thor: Dark World. We we did not have Thor: Ragnarok. I don't why think. did they? What the fuck, man? I understand in the comics that at one point Jane Foster becomes Thor. That's but like, fine. But come on, is you this have that much to of a know? One star. Natalie Portman is not Thor. <laughs> that's that's what it was. I don't have to tell you. <laughs> All right. Now that you've killed me. Zach, I'll give you one more. I'm going to give you, give one, you more. one more. One more. This says, this is from November 20th, 2016. The movie is good, of course. However, the case it comes in is not. The front and the back of the Blu-ray case are seriously warped, and the whole thing looks like it went through several laundry cycles. If I didn't care about the physical appearance of the case, I wouldn't have bought the physical copy of the movie. <laughs> That's fair. I get it. But come on. <laughs> One star for a movie you like? Maybe is that a, That's not an Ebert thing. Ebert had reasons. I feel like these people don't know how to actually reach customer service. Nope. So they That's just exactly leave a one-star review. Stay tuned Amazon for more one-star reviews in the future. <laughs> I want you to think about this entire movie. Okay. Just the whole thing. Close, sure. close your eyes. And now picture the whole thing instead of Anthony Hopkins. Okay. It's Mel Gibson. Oh, it's so racist. <laughs> Heimdall has lost his job. Oh, Absolutely. Mel Gibson was was up for the role of Odin, and also Brian Blessed. Brian Blessed would be a kick ass role. Yeah, but would he have been Anthony Hopkins? No, but at the no, same but time, been really cool. You ever watch Black Adder with Rowan Atkinson? No. Brian Blessed's the king in that, and he is amazing in that. Oh, I don't just doubt loud that he and have been amazing. boisterous, and oh, that would be so cool. It would, it would take me right out. Oh, absolutely. But st- <laughs> yeah, Sir Anthony Hopkins claims he relates to his role of Odin. I'm a little like Odin myself. He's a stern man. He's a man with purpose. Sure. I played the god who banishes his son from Asgard because he screwed up. He's a hot-headed, temperamental young man, probably a chip off the old block. But I decided he's not really ready to rule the future kingdom, so I banish him. I'm harsh, and my wife complains, and I say, that's why I'm king. Does his wife complain? I think in a deleted scene, she actually complains. But yeah. Sure. So basically, Anthony Hopkins thinks he's Odin. Because he said, I think I'm a lot like Odin. I think, and then he just describes yeah, what I happens think, in the movie. Yeah, I think Anthony Hopkins has the right to think that he's like Odin. If he yeah, wants think to think he's I like think Odin. that's fair. That's fine with me. He had actually never read a Thor comic. He actually took the part because he was more interested in the father-son relationship. 
he took it to the stage role then, because the yeah. part that Branna was interested in was the family aspect of the yeah. whole thing. Very cool. Very cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. I like this movie a lot. I think I do too. Do you know what I'm probably not going to like? Is it time? Whatever we do next week. UB2. UB2's <laughs> in the house, and UB2's about to pick. It is UB2 time. UB2 has, has boned us over completely, thing. first with Star Kid, and then with Green Lantern, Should which I... is a good movie. It's... Green Lantern's a good movie. Yep. I'll stand mm-hmm. by it. I'm sure you will. Doesn't mean UB2 wasn't listening and tried to fuck us with another Ryan Reynolds movie. <laughs> but uh, if we end up with another Ryan Reynolds movie, I'm going to be very I upset. I might quit. Should I add Mask of the Phantasm before I do this? I think you should. Okay. Boop, 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 so UB2 boop, 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 is giving us the number, and boop. Brian's going to correlate that number to the list. He's got the number. Brian's eyes are wide. This is scary. It's a low number. It's a low number. That means it's an older movie. Brian has put his fist in his mouth. And he's held up the number one, and I don't understand. Why? Why? We were one away from Howard the Duck. Oh, that's pretty exciting. Okay. What are we watching next week? What is UB2 determined to watch next week? Next week. Hold on. I want to get IMDb up in case it's something I haven't heard of, like Star Kid. Oh, you've heard of it. Oh, no. 1984's Lloyd Kaufman movie, The Toxic Avenger. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yep. Oh, I'm excited now. Good. UB2 didn't fuck us. Uh, that's, it's something. It's not nothing. It's, it's something. It's not nothing. I don't know how any of this works. Holy shit. So before next week, give us a, a rating, a review, a subscription, whatever whatever it is you do on those podcasting platforms. Like us and uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Caped Podcasters. And send us an email. Questions, comments. Dave still likes Green Lantern. It's so still a good movie. Put him in his place. Still a good movie. Email any of your, I don't know, whatever you think of. Just email it. Capepodcasters <laughs> at gmail.com. Toxic Avenger. Next week. Same pod time, same, same pod, pod channel. channel. Brian, that's Thor. What do you think happens post-post-credits? Cut to the Avengers sitting around a table eating some shawarma. Of course. The screen goes black. Okay. The camera rotates around, and there's Roger Ebert sitting in the front row. (laughs) And he just goes, fuck, because he was so wrong about Loki. (laughs) I like that a lot. (laughs) What do you think happens? What I think happens is it's dark. We're still at the creator site. Clint Barton is still up on whatever lift it is. And he goes, guys, <laughs> guys. <laughs> oh, because nobody cares about Hawkeye. No one cares about Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs>